I am not a big fan of repeating myself, so listen closely the first time. This podcast contains scenes of violence, adult language, and, if we did our jobs right, disturbing subject matter. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Drink up. I hope you brought your learning ears. I hope you brought an open mind and a psyche burst of apathy. Of course, Miss Frazzle. Frazzle. Always as you command, command, Miss Frazzle. Today, we're going to be learning about how the United Soul Council makes the laws to keep us all safe. Yay! It's a a A zip zip and a zap and and a a zop and away we go. Here we are, gang! These three people before you are the triumvirate. They lead the United Soul Council. I'm the plebeian. I represent the citizens of the outer colonies, what we call everyone who wasn't born in the Soul Star System. I ratify the laws we pass. I'm the Terran. I represent all of our citizens from Seoul. I make all of our new laws official after the plebeian has ratified them. And I'm the Centurion. I represent our Navy. And I can say nuh-uh to any laws that I think aren't okay. Wow. And what does the Navy do, Mr. Centurion? I'm so glad you asked. That's right, kids! Joining the Navy is one way you can protect everything from total destruction. Another is by voting. Wow, we get votes too? Awesome! You've got it, Blurp! Every USC citizen is guaranteed at least a fraction of a vote. Those born in the soul system get 100% of a vote. And those who chose to be born outside of the soul system get at least 25% of a vote each. But they can increase that percentage by joining the Navy or serving our government. Even those who have broken the law or have defaulted on their debts still get 10% of a vote. Isn't that right, faulty the defaulted laborer? It sure is. I can still participate. So you three make all the laws by yourself? Goodness no. We rely on the assembly to decide which laws need to be passed and how best to do it. Isn't that right, assembly the assembly? We are one voice. We speak for all. Collective consciousness has led us to bend time and space to our will. We are all things and contain more than the sum total of human knowledge. Bow before the all-mind. Neat. All right, gang. Time to get you back to class. I hope you've learned a lot because I'm testing you on what you've learned when we get back. Aw, Miss Frazzle, come on. Blurp and blurp. Oh my god! I feel like I've had a stroke. <laughs> that was beautiful.
Hello and welcome to The Stars Aren't Alright, the official podcast of The Stars Aren't Alright. Uh, my name is Brian and I will be your keeper this evening. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love when Brian breaks and fell. <laughs> oh now they know. Now they know. Um, okay, so we are a uh, podcast. We are doing an actual play. Call of Cthulhu tabletop role playing system. Just in case, episode nine is stumbling upon us. Holy shit. Uh, so, full disclosure, uh, Brian is recently recovering from uh, a feverish illness, which, if it's not avail- uh, or not immediately obvious by my voice, uh, will probably be uh, pretty damn obvious by my behavior this You're evening. You're doing so, great, Brian. Thanks. You're doing great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Uh, before we go in and re- introduce our cast, the uh, voice of Miss Frazzle and also of the plebeian and of uh, Faulty the Defaulted Laborer, uh, was Damien, who is one of our listeners from Florida, who uh, contacted us via Reddit and was super interested in uh, lending his talents. So thank you so much, Damien, for Woo. both reaching out to us and for crushing it on the Rush performance it. as Miss Frazzle. That was yeah. amazing. I was going to yeah. ask who that was, and yeah. it was so good. No, no, no. Damien, you How rock. many seasons of Rick and Morty did Damien voice Morty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that was fucking spot on. The, uh, the note that uh, Damien gave me, like the... He gave me a couple different options, and this one he labeled as deranged shoe salesman voice. And I uh, <laughs> uh, Miss Frazzle. Yes. Absolutely. Miss Frazzle. Well done. Yes. Frazzle. Love yes. Love For sure. Good job, Damien. Um, okay. right. Well done, Damien. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Damien. Uh, so let's go around and introduce our uh, cast. Uh, so what you guys can do is you can say your name, your character name, and then uh, we'll say one thing that happened on your 16-day spaceship journey that didn't end up in either episode seven or eight. And we'll start with Leah. <laughs> this is Leah, and I am playing Glade Walker. And something that she did that wasn't covered was polishing her masks. Neat. Does Glade have like a like a, a whole like kit? Because you have like the, the Daft Punk helmet, but then you also have like leather masks. So is it like, do you have like oil for like the nano leather? Is it nano oil? Yeah, nano oil. Incredible. Brian, yes. Is Clay like an old school, uh, like spit shine, like just fucking hours going in little circles on the mask? Or did she like lacquer it and then get it baked on somewhere? On the butterfly, yes. On the, she's spit. old school on the butterfly? Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm. yeah. On the dry, Daft Punk helmet, is it just an angle grinder? Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. Makes it more punk. Hell yeah. All right. And Catherine. Hi, I'm Catherine, and I play Juno Engvin, our local healer and televangelist. <laughs> While on our 16-day spaceship journey throughout the stars, one thing that wasn't quite reported that Juno did in the quiet of her own room, that is, shared with Glade, uh, but in secret, was really try and map out some strategic goals that the Thought LLC that she has been recently inducted into could maybe put on their radar and and really work towards. But after several hours of work, she got maybe a little self-conscious, and that's just going to stay tucked in, tucked into a robe somewhere. Maybe when she feels confident, she'll bring it out. 
All right. I'm actually sorry. I'm just picturing like in Saving Private Ryan, you know, when like the soldiers would die and they'd go and they'd get like the letters out of their pocket. And it's just like if Juno ever dies in a gunfight, they're going to like pull it out and it's just going to be like an actual coherent business plan for the thought <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't love anyone. I have no love letters. I just want to think about how I can make some more money. <laughs> Hell yeah. Already. Uh, Tom. Yes, my name is Tom, and I play Lift. Um, Lift! Lift! <laughs> uh, one thing Lift for sure would have done, I assume, to... There's there's ye olde headsets in this old cargo ship we have, the Violet King Henry, so that people can listen to what's going on, you know, kind of like Battlestar Galactica style. Um, noticing that Juno has a very small head, I would have cut out like a foam spacer or something so that... <laughs> 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 so that the fame <laughs> felt included when we were all listening to things, but the headset wasn't quite fitting right. So she could have worn a headset uh, like the rest of us, normal head size folk, and uh, been part of the team. <laughs> Do we want to give context? <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like you can. It's on the Instagram, isn't it? Like, don't we have a, a oh, picture? Yeah. Uh, you, you can all find have our... enormous heads. <laughs> I actually have a very small head. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. You just you have an abnormally small head. Yeah. Sorry, Catherine. Catherine, <laughs> her it's headphones. She has to wear it's a just phone. narrow. It's not small. It's just narrow. Yeah. My yeah. headphones don't fit me, so I take foam from you know, the you, podcast you kit and to... I put it in my headphones <laughs> above my head so they fit so I can listen. You should just do uh, like human growth hormone or something. You should just Joe Rogan this shit. Oh, so you yeah. get a much yeah. bigger head. For sure. Just do tranquilizer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> my head will get bigger. Yeah. Have you seen that guy's head? It's fucking Massive. He does Huge head, bit like a gorilla. I'm pretty sure that's like an I feel thing. attacked. It's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh, also, I would have reverse pickpocketed a, a shiny pebble into everyone's pocket. Aww. Oh, I'm not gonna joy from lift. Little mm. shiny rocks. Yeah. Glade sleeps terribly the whole time. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, you're pickpocketed into her pillowcase. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the princess in the pea. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Hey, my name is Alex. I'll be playing as Maximilian Gorfunkius, uh, honest, down-to-earth lube merchant who uh, just <laughs> wanted to feed his family and finally pay for his daughter's operation. Suddenly, uh, because of a unforeseen theft, he won't be able to do that and he'll have to sell himself into debt slavery. <laughs> Pour one out. And what did Maximilian Gorfunkius? He finally signed that contract and said goodbye to his wife and kids. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. And uh, how about your actual character? <laughs> I will be playing, playing as uh, Piotr Gaius Maitland, uh, who is a washed up academic. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we went into great detail about literally everything. <laughs> and I mean everything that Piotr did over the course of that trip. <laughs> so like there's there's not there are no more worlds left to conquer here. What else do you want me to say? We talked in detail about his masturbatory habits. We had an entire scene where he was on the shitter. Like what else do you want from he me? Missed. We did what? talk about the, the piss mist. The, the oh, piss yeah. We, put, we yeah. talked about the piss mist. Yeah. And he even read HR for dummies. <laughs> he read HR for dummies. Like, what, what do you want me to say here, man? I, I, 
I think there's more. I think I think there's a uh, just a little nugget there in Alex's brain, just about something that you know we didn't cover. One little tiny thing. Okay, you want to know the the deep secret, the oh. one that he would never admit because yes. it's so shameful. Definitely, he read a chapter of a Sylvia Plath novel. <gasps> oh, he no. kind of liked it. Oh, oh shit! Insane. Those pink dice are working. <laughs> <laughs> it's all wow. part of the plan. Hell yeah! All right, well, thank you so much, wow. guys. Uh, let's do a recap. Also, sorry, another technical note just before we get into the recap. Uh, we are recording in a slightly different space. Tom and his lovely wife, Moira, have opened their home to us once again. So the sound will be a little bit different for that reason as well. All right, so recap of the previous session. Our crew continued flying through space. Gladen Juno started to get closer before... Bleh, Juno shared some backstory. Uh, Glade worked very hard not to do that. Uh, Doug <laughs> uh, asked Lyft to leave him alone for 12 hours while he quote unquote closed the door. Uh, seemed more approachable and back to his chipper self afterwards. Uh, the crew had an impromptu parliament uh, regarding the book in which Juno and Lyft agreed to take over the stewardship of the Librum Dementi after Juno felt it over the pants. It tried to do mind mojo on her, but her kung fu was too strong. I will make a note on these notes in that I wrote them while I was feverish, so, you know, like take that for They're a perfect, Brian. Yeah, yeah, they're, no. yeah, no, like before the next recap, we're just going to give you a whole bunch of fucking cold medicine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, we should replace the whiskey with cold medicine. That should just be our thing for these, oh, these podcasts. <laughs> anyway. Back to the recap. Uh, so Glade then went to confront Piotr in the middle of the night after he raided their little kink palette. Uh, Piotr used his geriatric jujitsu to resist, though. <laughs> and uh, after some posturing over who was being more secretive, our resident grifter challenged Glade to remove her mask. This sent her spiraling, and she was talked down, fortunately, by Juno. Uh, the crew arrived in the Kokoro system, where Gizin Shaw Station resides. Uh, <laughs> Lyft and Doug tried to keep the band together, but it seemed that everyone was set on going their separate ways when the missions were completed. Uh, Y'all did finally put together that it was weird that all of your objectives converged on Gizin Shaw. Uh, Juno paid for some fuel for the ship and covered their docking fees with some light bribing occurring to cover their tracks officially. Uh, you wandered into the station, into the, I believe I call it Gizin Shangri-La, the bar. Piotr to sell both his book and the industrial amount of lube that you guys were carrying. Uh, and you were approached by a man named Gio Namara, who called you all by name and claimed to have, and claimed to have the business that brought all of them here is what I wrote. <laughs> Fever. All right. You guys find yourself. In Gizin Shangri-La, Gionomara standing before you, eyes bouncing between each of you in turn. Wait, just as a handout, will you sit down and have a drink? I'll never say no to a drink. I feel like, I feel like maybe I owe you all around. I would agree. Absolutely. He uh, sits down and punches, and there's a little terminal in the middle of the table, uh, and he says, what, what are we drinking? He gets everyone's drink order. Actually, yeah, I know, we know Glade famously drinks scotch. Juno famously drinks wine. What do... Uh, well, actually, no. Sorry, we do know what everyone drinks, because uh, hair dye and... and uh, hair dye and grain alcohol. Hair dye and grain alcohol. And then lift. Whatever Doug brings home. 
I don't know if they have that. Oh, God. <laughs> I... Even that's too low class. <laughs> I want a daiquiri. A da- hell yeah. Yeah. Hell I could yeah. have a, a scotch. Thank you. I've been trying to recreate the real thing for quite a while. Right on. And he uh, punches the, the drink into the little console. And the uh, the bartender brings them over. The His associate is still kind of like looming off in the distance. Doesn't seem to you know, have like any sort of dark expression on his face or anything like that, but just seems to be kind of watching you all closely. Uh, Glade and Lift, you guys would put together, you know, like Geo is obviously in a pretty compromised spot if you guys did decide to just take him out. Uh, and you can see where Geo's associate, who he identified as Tala, the way that he's kind of like standing back is just to maybe provide some sort of, you know, cover or crossfire. But he takes his first sip of the drink, and he says, well, I'm assuming you have some questions. Uh, yes, I have a question. Um, here's the book. Where's my payment? Oh. You just hand him the, the I book. I just kind of gesture at it, like it's still wrapped up. I'm not, I just don't want to touch it. Gotcha. I have it. I'll kind of like, I'll pull it out. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah. As you can see, the, the good faith here has the book, and I believe uh, there were some terms that were offered for the delivery this book we're, we're all a little eager to um part ways as it were there's been a anyways here's the book right well peter has downed his scotch by this point he uh and has reached over geo to press the button again in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh he he looks at this like vac suit wrapped around uh this object he says well before we can finalize that particular transaction, I'll have to uh, verify it, but I feel like you've been traveling with it enough to uh, not want me to unravel it in a crowded place like this. Uh, that would be correct. Uh, and so if there's going to be other business here, do, do I have to be here for that? I've got kind of a another pressing business matter to get to. Is it the lube thing? You're speaking very loudly. Everyone in the bars is kind of weirded out by it. Well, first off, advertising is the first order of business when you're trying to do a business deal like this. So I have created, I think, a market for anybody who'd like to come up and give them. By the way, are you interested? I appreciate your enterprise, sir. I it really just seems do. Like, I don't know what the deal between you and your friend over there is, but I mean... One of them is taller than the other. I'm lift. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure. And I'm a man who's quite versed in some of this. How does that affect their need for lube? Nah, that you ask what their relationship is. One is taller. One is, you know, geo. I, I actually think I understand. Yes, I yeah. agree with lift here. I it makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to need you to spell it out for me, honestly. Yeah, I'm I'm with the Irish gentleman here. Space I, I, Irish? I'm space, not space out. Nano Irish. A small but noble people. <laughs> <laughs> Great jockeys, though. <laughs> Unrivaled on the space horses. Yeah, no. One of them is named taller, so therefore this one is shorter. They're, they're, that's their relationship. One is tall. One is short. They are just two men creating one equal-sized man by working together. Piotr has not yet finished his scotch, but still reaches over Geo and presses <laughs> the scotch button twice. 
He says, I mean, I'm not going to force you to stay here, Piotr, but if you want to get paid and discuss the rest. Oh, okay. All right. I see we are all in this together for better or worse. I look at Clyde. Right. So am I concluding my business with you? It's funny you should ask that, actually, because you're kind of the star of the show. What? What do you mean? What? Sorry, that's not fair. You're the co-star. The co-star. Really. Faith looks like she's recovered somewhat. (laughs) I'll aggressively slurp on my daiquiri. (laughs) As you do that, his eyes kind of (laughs) travel. His eyes travel over the group and uh, they land on uh, Juno for a minute and then bounce to lift. No! I stop aggressively slurping on my daiquiri. I would say when he says I'm the star co-star whatever, Mm -hmm. like Glade kind of holds her rifle a little bit tighter. He says, we're not here to not here to hurt you, either of you. If we wanted you dead, we would have just killed you. As he says that, Judo's like, oh shit, and grabs for her gun. <laughs> like, just holds it. Just and like, Clay just goes like, <laughs> holds her arm on her arm. Lift also like. <laughs> they both just grab Judo's arm. Geo <laughs> <laughs> just kind of looks at this happening. He says, this seems like there's a story there. Being honest, no, 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 no. We're all in perfect health. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Look, that's good to know. My job was to bring the faith to you, and that was it. We had a feeling that if we reached out to you, that uh, a random group who wanted to meet you in the middle of nowhere, that you wouldn't come. However, the Irish witness, he. Uh, basically pulls out his portable data center and he has a little video on it and he hits play. Bad things out there and those bad, bad things want to put stuff. (laughs) Things and stuff (laughs) in between us. And those are evil things. They are evil things and they, we don't want their stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and it's very sad we all have to be here today in fear, but we have to not let the stuff get between <laughs> us, the dark and the evil stuff like this. People died, and we have to be strong for them, and we have to get rid of all of this stuff. <laughs> In, with soul's light, soul is oh soul, the light of soul, yes, the light of soul, shining down upon us. And it'll get all that stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys recognize uh, Juno's disastrous speech at uh, the uh, vigil for the Shinjitsu tragedy. Piotr is glaring at Juno and just slowly reaches over and grabs the drink in front of her and slides it across the table. (laughs) Notably, in the background of that video, you see a familiar figure in the driver mask of Glade. They're surveilling the crowd, and he uh, puts his uh, portable data center away, and uh, he just says, "We've, we've seen you, Gardener, for quite a while, but 
that was probably the the most obvious tell that she was going to be the most reliable way of getting you here. Where, where did you get that? Where did you? Can I have that? Can I? Can you give that to me? I, I need to destroy that. Where oh. did you get that, sweetie? That's oh. we. I just downloaded. That's that's on the Galactonet. It's it's right here, and I pull out my personal name and just start playing it again. But it's auto tuned. Oh. It's auto tuned. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a uh, nano tune. Nano tune. Ah, You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I I think I'm going to be oh oh my god and do you know kind of wobbles back and forth. Does Scotsman fucking know this? He just kind of gives you uh, you know a little bit of a face and then shrugs. Scotsman is a uh, maybe a kind of dubious ally. Bastard, son of a bitch. Yeah. Asshole. I think I. I think he would Fuck agree head. with all those. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I don't dispute any of the the points of these titles, but he also is is effective. He's also very well organized, and one of the main reasons that most of the groups that operate in rebellion of the United Soul Council have weapons and transportation, anything along those lines. He's a complicated man. He's not a good man. Uh, Piotr clocks us for a second and goes, sorry, rebellion? Uh, There is no rebellion against the United Soul Council. This is... This is is craziness. Oh my god, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. This is an incredible daiquiri. <laughs> Piotr reaches over and presses the daiquiri button. <laughs> Thank you, Piotr. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure what you think we're doing here, uh, but I can assure you that we are uh, having no part in any upstart uprising against the most powerful economic, political, and military force in the galaxy. Writ, the only political, economic, and shut military ha- force in the sh- galaxy. Shut up. Shut up. He wasn't talking to you. So, you're not here to hurt us? No. So, I can get up right now and walk away? You could, but there's a way that we can help each other. How can you help me? Well, what would you say to getting the memories of your naval service back. And then he looks across at Lyft. He says, your old mate there, the Admiral. Yeah. He was the one who forced the scribe to wipe your mind in the first place. Uh, I I saw his home video about it, yeah. Oh, so he finally fessed up to you. That's good. Well, yeah. Well, she's here. Oh, that's convenient. And what if I don't want to remember? Do you not? What? Good looks down. If I could forget more. You'd have to take that up with her. She's not cheap. But I'll make you a deal. Her process usually requires two Reapers at a time. They go in together and they get their memories back. They usually start with one of the ones that's closest to when they left the Naval Service. Now you two happen to leave at about the same time. So, if we 
can get access to that last memory, which is what we need, we'll cover the cost of whatever you want to do with the scribe after. Wait, you want my memory? He nods. No, fuck it. I, I don't want to remember. Plain and simple. Well, that does complicate things. The risk to your boy lift here, if he goes in alone, is a lot greater than if he goes in with someone else to share the neural load. If you do this, like I said, we'll cover the cost of wiping more of your memory, if that's what you want. And what, what amount of credits would work for you? How much would this be worth to you, Glade? Glade pulls up <clears throat> her data center to remember uh, some things. I like it. She opens her banking app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somewhere around 200,000 credits. Oh. Yeah. Pewter's jaw fucking hits the table. <laughs> Juno's jaw hit, hits the table. <laughs> Not a problem. That's a lot of money. And... Agarita. Agarita. For less Agarita. It's kind of like tapping her glass. Can um can I speak with you in private? Certainly. Shall we? He uh, moves to get up. Like everyone has to get out because it's a booth. So right. Like, <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just like, oh, have to do Ah, shit. Yeah, it's just this whole awkward Glade, thing. if you, you have to get up so I can get out, if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> he tries to push you. past Glade and Juno while Juno is saying this, just kind of like awkwardly shuffling. When, you know, <laughs> yeah. instead of like shuffles past you in a booth and like their asses in your face for an oh, uncomfortable I, I, amount of time. Pewter, just <laughs> wait your turn. I, they want privacy. I, I have another business meeting to get Someone Someone's tasting the strawberry lube. I see them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey, Batman. <laughs> there is no sampling of the merchandise. Right. So you, you want to? Yeah, he walks off to go talk to a person. Alrighty. So Clay gets up and follows. Okay. They just yeah. steps outside the bar. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is anyone around? Uh, I mean, like you're. You're kind of across from the security station. They look like they're doing their own thing. Like if you speak in Soto Voce, you imagine that it would be like you won't be overheard very easily. So like there are people kind of around, but you could have like a private conversation. What do you want from my memory? That would be telling. He kind of smiles. It, this could be a very tricky situation, bringing up my memory and me not knowing what I'm going to remember. Dangerous situation. Are you saying we should disarm you before we do it? In a manner? He just tilts his head to the side like a confused dog. Fuck. Okay. 300,000 credits, and afterwards, I get everything erased that I want erased. I believe you said 200,000. I think you heard me wrong. Make a fast talk check. (laughs) Oh, it's such a power move. Fail. Fail? He just kind of smiles. He says, I don't think I did. 200,000 credits. And anything you want erased, we'll get the scribe to do it for you. Glade very hesitantly nods her head. And what's what's happening with uh, with the faith? I honestly don't really care. We just needed her to get you here. Right. Okay. I mean, I I don't wish her any ill will. 
protect her fucking ass all the way here. <sighs> I think Juno should take uh, psychic damage, even though she can't hear that. <laughs> yeah. She just feels not the star. Someone she doesn't know the star. <laughs> <laughs> what do I roll for psychic damage? I, I, hmm. Uh, D100. Take a D100 sanity <laughs> damage. <laughs> I, no, don't take a D100 sanity damage. <clears throat> Good. Good that I don't take a D100 sanity Did you roll a persuade roll versus... Uh, I versus may have rolled a persuade roll versus... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we go back to it. So, uh, Geo, just as you, you nod, that, uh, that smile just stays in place. And as you're you know kind of looking at that smile, you see it like doesn't reach his eyes not in the same way that the scar-faced man his smile didn't like that was just this like total divorced from reality or any human emotion there's something different about the dead eyes that are there and he just nods back to you actually one more thing and you may not know but would doing this for you guys get me even with the scotsman i mean as far as i know all right all right, shall we fetch your merry troop? Yeah, I guess. All right, Walk and then back. they come back into the bar. Piotr's trying to fast talk the guy who is sampling the uh, strawberry loop. <laughs> well, so there's yeah some guy and he's just there and he's like, mm. and he has a spoon. He's, actually, <laughs> he's just eating it like pudding. <laughs> What's it do you? Uh, uh, my friend and I come up behind him and put a hand on his back. I, I see you're a man of um, tasting, if you don't mind the pun. Mm. And, uh, uh, you know, this uh, this entire specimen here is actually for sale at the moment. And I mm. see a connoisseur like yourself would maybe appreciate. You know, I'm I'm from, mm. from Seoul. And so I'm, I'm mm. accustomed to the finer things. Have you ever had a real strawberry? Mm. Uh, I, the finest aphrodisiac in the galaxy. And, and this vat of industrial lube jelly tastes exactly like like real strawberries mm. from Seoul, mm. the home planet. Mm. One second. <laughs> and, and he takes another big scoop and with his the, spoon. the... The free samples are limited, as mm. a matter of fact. So, mm. why don't we um, we pull out our data centers and uh, maybe discuss terms of payment here? Mm. Mm. Okay. And he's just like licking his spoon absentmindedly. There's good stuff. It's good stuff. I'll tell you what. Now there there are other offers on the table, so you know. Well, I mean, I in the puddle text. It says that uh, you know <laughs> you're, you're so fucked. We're the Peter. only ones who uh, who really got any skin in the game on this. So uh, I, I'm I'm sometimes dog, by the way. And he puts uh, out his hand to to shake yours. Uh, nice to meet you. Sometimes dog. Mm. Am, am I supposed to say shake now? <laughs> only if you want to make my day. <laughs> uh, I do not. <laughs> um, good. Good boy. Um, now. <laughs> oh, my. Piotr would be okay with this. <laughs> Alex is physically recoiling. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Uh, okay. <laughs> you you can X this. That's totally fine. We nope, can, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm good. Right. Um, uh, well, you know, there are, as a matter of fact, several puddles now. They're, you know, almost a whole lake. Um, that is is interested 
Uh, and so I uh, would encourage you and your fellow raindrops to move quickly, to flow on this, I guess. For almost a lake, make a fast talk check with a bonus, guys. <laughs> you beautiful son of a bitch. Oh, that is a success, but only barely. Actually, wait, uh, it's a success, not just barely. It's a success. Okay, on a, on a regular success, he says, okay, well, I feel like the market value for this will be around a, a thousand credits, but uh, somebody's eaten a decent amount of it, so I'll give you 950. That is an interesting offer, and one which does not at all enrage me. Um, I would point out that, you know, market value is is relative. And so really, market value, if this was somewhere that wasn't Gizenshaw Station, would be a thousand credits. But you're talking about transportation costs and and the, the opportunity cost of having to bring this all the way out here. Shit. You're absolutely right. Pop on a delivery fee. Call her an even 50 credits. And tip. 51 credits. 1,001 credits. One dollar tip. Tipping's a socialist scam anyways. Yeah, you've got yourself a deal. 1,001 credits. (laughs) Shakes your hand and it's sticky. But he shakes my hand like by putting up the paw. Oh, yeah, yeah. He 100% (laughs) he offers paw and then he wiggles his butt like extraordinarily fast when you take it. Uh, And he, yeah, he just pulls out a cred stick and he hands it over incredible thank you very much i wish all the best to you uh, and uh, whatever forms of water you end up in next uh, uh, i take it kindly i mean if you if you feel like if you feel like goodbye. calling me a good boy again uh, and he uh, he's, that's fine i'll catch you catch you before you go you, you smell nice no i don't <laughs> you so yeah you have you have now uh, offloaded the industrial amount of loop here, there goes back and sits down with a self-satisfied smug on his face at the table. Hell yeah. Self-satisfied smug. Did it go well? Uh, it went, uh, you know, these business deals are always a little bit of give and take, but I like to think I took more than I gave. Proud of you, buddy. Oh, thank you very much, Lift. That's quite kind. What did you get for the lube? Uh, I, you know, I don't want to reveal any trade secrets, but it was, uh, it was above market rate. That's awesome. That's huge. The dude was doing all sorts of weird things. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. You guys look over at the bar and uh, sometimes dog, like the bartender's like leaned over the bar and sometimes dog is just full on licking the side of the bartender's face. Are we sure that lube was safe for consumption? Uh, No, I'm actually sure it was not. Okay. (laughs) Wow, it's hard to look away. <laughs> All right. At this point, we'll say that uh, Glade and Geo walk back in. They come back over to the table. Piotr, you also fell in a bush drunk? That's... <laughs> I, I mean, it's very... Uh, Madam Faith, you're going to have to be far, far more specific. Oh, I, I had just had whiskey for probably the first time. And, and when it was, was not this the first exactly? time. Oh, Glade. Lady, you're free to go. I'm... What? This is it. You're good to go. Glade looks over at Lyft. Hello. Come on. Let's do this. But, oh. But Glade, but what about you? 
I'm not going anywhere without you. Just go. You're you're fine. You're not in any danger anymore. So you can go fly wherever your credits lead you to. Okay? Is that what you want? Doesn't matter what I want. And kind of defeated, Clade kind of turns around and looks at Geo. Geo has a very, like, not my pig, not my farm look on his, in his face as he's kind of, like, looking between the two of you. For what it's worth, their uh, faith, you're not specifically excluded. Personally, I find your ideology and politics repugnant, but if you guys have, uh, you know, formed a little bond, I'm not here to break the band up, so to speak. There's no bond. Uh-huh. There's no bots and repugnant? Sorry. <laughs> there are no bond. Oh. Judo, to remind you, uh, most of us tried to uh, kill each other uh, less than 24 hours ago, so I, I don't understand what you're so disappointed about. You remember things completely wrong. I'm pretty sure my memory is just fine. If I was to score my understanding of history out of 100, it would be around a 55. So I think it's better than yours. <laughs> Slightly above market price. <laughs> <laughs> but still above. Oh. Um. The only one of us who likes everyone here is Doug. And he's just sitting there silently drinking. Uh, he's on, on the, the ship. ship. <laughs> but uh, I'm also here, and, and I like everyone. <laughs> yes, but That's I assume lit. he's silently drinking on the ship. Probably. <laughs> also, there's no need for everyone to look so downtrodden. There may be no bond, but no one said no to the band. Hello. Market opportunity. Pick up an instrument we can play. I'm not much, much one for music. Uh, I... I, I wish you all well, uh, but uh, once uh, this uh, gentleman from... I didn't catch the name of your organization. Maybe in, uh, once we're in a less public place. They don't like being witnessed. Right. Well, I still have some business with this gentleman, and I kind of, like, kick at the book. Which is, like, on the table. <laughs> <You just kick it. laughs> yeah, this is, this is the limit of Piotr's flexibility, to be clear. I actually, I also like the notion that Piotr's just weirdly flexible in his hips as well. Like, just, like, incongruously. Uh, That's but, what he was doing on the ship. <laughs> that, that wasn't shown is that he was just stretching just and strengthening yoga his yeah. hip flexors. He does actually do Tai Chi. Yeah. Which is, I was, I was going to be like, yeah, he's doing like, like the crow pose or whatever. But you guys were in zero G for almost the entire trip, so it actually, I just, I just don't know if I can role play this. Like, I can role play somebody who lives in space. Fine, I can conceptualize that in my mind. Someone who's actually flexible, like, I have no idea what that would be like. (laughs) What a fantastic world! What a, what a, what a! Imagine being able to touch your own toes. That's fucked up. Okay. Anyways. Glade just kind of gives Juno the, the side eye and is like, just says again, you're free to do what you want. And turns away. I thank you, Glade, for everything. I I will do what I want. And Juno walks away. Oh my God. Okay. 
This has been the Stars Aren't All Right. Yeah. The actual play podcast. That is the end of season one. Uh, Juno was the main character, actually. Yeah. As it turns yeah. out. No. Um, I knew it. <laughs> Glade has successfully white wolfed Juno. <laughs> go on, get go. go. On, get get go. go. <laughs> you weren't fanging me. <laughs> Are you fanging me? Are you... It's happened. I actually kind of feel a little white wolf. But anyway, yeah, you you've know. Been fanged. Yeah, Juno, Juno will do what she wants to do, and she will walk away. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Lift. We haven't really heard a lot from you besides Slurp and Daiquiris. What's Lift doing? I mean, getting your Slurp on, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I mean, you know, very rarely these days does a man get to enjoy a daiquiri. Mm-hmm. Um, Faith has now departed. Glade is seemingly now on board with the whole memory uplink thing. It's just a heavy moment for Lyft. I don't normally bit eager to chime in, but resignated to the fact that, and this may be the first time that I have ever really thought about it, but maybe my memories aren't that great, you know? I was really hoping that I would just remember my friends and think of all the good times that we had, you know? Because I imagine I had friends in the Navy, but... Glade is so opposed to her memories that it makes me think maybe they aren't that great, you know? But it's hard not having friends. So it's nice to try. Yeah, it's just a lot to think about. For sure. It's a heavy moment. Yeah, so not much to say when Glade is on board. And for the record, even if the risks were high for me and Glade was not interested in getting her memories back, I would have done it anyways. Just to even have a glimpse at maybe some of the relationships that I used to have before it all kind of went goodbye. But now that Glade's on board, I'll just silently go along with it. And I would say that um, on Glade's part, after she told Juno she could do what she wants, and after seeing Juno walk away, if anyone notices, Glade looks sad. Glade is so fucking Edward Cullen. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, Becca, get out of here. I sparkle under this mask. <laughs> I'm not normal, Becca. Like, yeah, Glade, Glade, like, tells Juno to leave, but then trashes her car so she can't hang out with other girls. Like, that kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, man. That happened in the Twilight books. It was just it? like, yeah. how? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he. he we don't need to get into it. How much does Ryan know about the Twilight books, please? I read them and I don't remember. I, I've read them all. Yeah, I read them all. I yeah. read them all. People fucking disgust me. I, <laughs> That's not new. Okay, Alex. <laughs> get off another. your high horse, lube man. <laughs> oh, I see your point. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh... Thank you for having a real emotional moment that we then immediately just... Oh, it's fine. It's just what did what we do. Yeah. Question for Catherine. You said Juno walks away. This is a relatively small station. Just like, where is Juno going? Just on the other side of the room. Yeah, just the other side of the room. That's kind of it, yeah. <laughs> Are you getting closer or further away from the puddle? <laughs> uh, marginally closer for a moment as I pass the bar, but then I do head through that hallway into the main kind of area. For sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, with, out, of, out of sight and out of earshot, and... 
We can figure that out. You don't have to fully answer. I just wanted to know if you had something specifically you wanted to do, mm-hmm. you can let me know. Otherwise, if you're just happy to be like, she's out of sight for now, happy. Right now, for, for what I'm happy with other people hearing, I'm just, I'm out of sight. Standing awkwardly by the security desk with that guy we just bribed. Being yeah, like, that'd hey. be Mike. That'd be Mike. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Juno, having just wandered off, lift staring into the distance. Piotr, 1,001 credits richer. Glade, looking sad. What shall we say? <laughs> Behind a mask. Behind the mask. <laughs> Well, I feel like the, the nano leather like allows me to show features yeah. behind a mask. Mm. Exactly. Like sad. I feel like uh yeah, it's, Alex. It's not like you don't have like the two drama masks and you just like yeah, put on like, the sad yeah. mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay. And then so Geo just claps his hands together. He says, Well, that was very emotional for all of us. But we have an appointment, shall we? we? Let's go. Shall we? Shall. Alrighty. He leads you all out. He's kind of walking in front. Uh, his associate Tala, kind of following in behind, yeah, and it just goes, but not loud enough. Like book, book, book. As you guys leave. Oh, he doesn't. Okay, yeah. He goes to scoop it up, and he says, "I haven't paid for it yet. Would you prefer to hold on to it until I pay for it?" Uh. Yes. I was hoping we could get payment done, maybe, before you went off on this mysterious mission that involves delving into these the minds of these two very dangerous individuals. We're not going to handle payment before that, but I'm okay, just suggesting... Okay, I will hang on to the book then. That All right. sounds good. Thank yeah, you very much. of course. Let's you establish trust. Coming? Be delays. No, I am not coming. I am staying here with my credits and my drinks and my book. Good. All right. Um, you made me promise to manage the book, so why don't I take the book and you stay here with your drinks and your credits? And then, well, I I think the situation has changed since then. I think she is happy for me to have the book. I am happy for me to have the book. Juno is, I don't know where. I'm keeping the book. All right. Thank you. Of course. And he presses the scotch button again. Uh, and then uh, Geo just says. Well, then I suppose we'll be back to do business shortly. Take your time. All right. Shall we then? By your lead, Geo. Very good. He, yeah, leads you out. Uh, Tala kind of falling in behind. Uh, they walk out past, like kind of through the, the main area of Gizenshaw, walking past station security. He leads you back towards the docking bays, actually. Whereas you guys were in Baby, he leads you to docking bay a uh where you can see just above the the kind of airlock corridor door you know a little led screen that just says the papillon and (laughs) tom just rolled his eyes at me it means butterfly in francais so pretentious he goes up to the airlock and then looks at a camera just above the airlock door and he waves and then steps back kind of like game show host style and then just ta-da like kind of presents lift and glade so the airlock depressurizes thank you guys incredible incredible work perfect (laughs) that's the final noise as you know it that's how you know it's a good one and then uh it opens and you guys are face to face with a ned led 
guns out and your heart stops for a second before your brain can kick back in and you see it is just painted in all of these like garish colors. They're just like like a riot, a, ri- a rainbow of colors. It's gay? <laughs> it is now. Yeah. So it has... Oh, hey, girl! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hi. Fuck, we're have to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm gay. <laughs> Leo's so excited. <laughs> Comes out the door. Hello, girlfriend. <laughs> I forgot you had that. I forgot you had that in the chamber, dude. Always unlock. Hell yeah. Your nails look so good today. Slay <laughs> <laughs> queen. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, you see You see this Ned Led painted now, obviously, in a rainbow. <laughs> thanks thanks to, uh, to Glade, yeah. It has been endowed, and it's, uh, it considers you for a second, and then a kind of like little speaker comes out, and it just says, I hope you're happy to leave your guns in the airlock. Absolutely. I don't even have any of them, but you can take my extra one. Do you not have any, or do you have an extra one? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you can have my extra one. Okay, so you have one. Okay, got it. Awesome. Blade takes off her rifle. Okay, is that everything? Yep. Gun-wise, yeah. Well, I'm not sure I love how that sounds, but uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's let her book. Come on in. And then uh, the Ned Led, the speaker kind of uh, retreats back into the Ned Led and takes a few steps back. And then one of its arms, which is just a minigun, kind of detaches. And you see the the barrel kind of hanging there uh, threateningly. And then the Ned Led, which is more of like a, almost like a a bipedal, like more humanoid model than you've seen in in a lot of the Ned Leds that operated in Gate City, hinges at its waist. And then the Gatling gun kind of... Uh, swings out to the side and the other arm comes forward and seems to like wave you in like a weird robot butler. Never seen a Nedla do that. Very flexible. Geo, uh, well, we're not dead, so that's a good sign. In we go. (laughs) And he just kind of, he takes the lead and saunters in. Glade walks in. Uh, I'll follow suit, yeah. Uh, Tala bringing up the rear. Uh, You come in, there is kind of like some some like thumping EDM music playing throughout the ship. And uh, as you come in, you can see there's kind of this uh, big, uh, not like a, not a huge open space, kind of maybe like 30 feet by 30 feet big room with what looks like a couple of, of hospital beds that are both on an angle and look like like they're connected and they're like facing each other. Uh, there's a bunch of electrical equipment kind of like hanging down from the ceiling, uh, some of it coming up from the floor. Uh, the walls are covered in what look like, you know, computers processing like equipment, blinking lights, etc., etc. You know what I mean. In the corner of the room with just like a bunch of monitors set up, there is what looks like a main control station. And you can see a woman there with her feet up on this desk at this station, drinking out of a can. Uh, she has kind of like short, uh, shortcut like purple hair. It looks like it kind of like pulled into this like very short little ponytail, uh, just completely covered in tattoos. She's wearing like a tank top and like jeans. It's like nothing really like fancy. She's like the tattoos actually kind of like come up her neck and some of them like onto her face just like piercings, like dozens of piercings in her ears and her, her eyebrows and stuff like that. Uh, and as you guys come in, she just gives you a lazy salute. Hi. 
Glade is turned on. Yep. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Gino uh, has been gone for five minutes. We already have a new love interest for Glade. <laughs> this is... I don't know how I feel about this. There was <laughs> no bond. There was no bond, my dude. <laughs> Catherine just gave me the poutiest <laughs> look. Like she was just like... <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> no, it's all good. We can have a puddle. <laughs> uh, woo! <laughs> oh shit Alrighty uh, Glade you can see this person just uh, Look you up and down And it seems like your feeling is shared But then Lyft you also see them Look you up and down you can see like huh Alright maybe some of that as well oh, uh, And Yeah she just kind of leans back And she says so You must be Glade And I know you Oh hi I'm Lyft Yes I know I've we've met actually. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you weren't conscious. I, I'm sorry, I don't wipe memories usually, but your uh, good buddy there, the Admiral, held a, held a gun, both literal and figurative, to my head and make, made me do it, so... He was a very good buddy for what it was worth. Yeah. You know. Was he? He, he took care of me. For a long time, he may have sabotaged my efforts to regain my thoughts, but he also gave us a ship to do all this stuff. I think, you know, cards on the table, wins versus losses. He comes out with more W's than L's. I will call him a buddy. Yeah. Well, I certainly don't view it as my right to fuck with my friend's brains. Uh, I definitely don't erase memories from unconscious people, especially not people that I love. But, you know, you do you. Whatever works for you, that's fine. Wait, what? uh, I'm just glad you're here and I'm glad I got a chance to set it right. It's never really quite sat with me what I did. I'm I'm very happy I got to set it right too now, you know. Clay's like looking at Lyft like, are you an idiot? I'm the best of friends are the ones you can trust to keep your darker secrets. Sometimes even ones you don't want to remember. And Ed the Admiral was a very good friend. And he kept my secrets safe. But you... And then she, she takes her feet off the desk. She kind of like leans forward, puts her, her chin in her hands, and she says, You are something new. Glade, that was your name? Yeah. I'm Dahlia. She holds her hand out to shake shakes your hand so what's your deal there's no deal no deal mysterious i like it okay full disclosure to both of you i don't like to be coy just saying this is gonna be a traumatic experience for everybody involved so Fuck. uh have either of you guys done this before yeah I know you haven't i know it's it's my little joke it's a little joke i tell it before you know just trying to lighten yeah. the mood uh, so this is going to suck, uh, just so you know, getting your memories back. Uh, the Navy, the reason I get the two of you to do it is because that's how the Navy does it. I don't know if you knew this, but all Reapers are discharged in groups of two uh, because erasing the memories uh, can cause somebody to go crazy. Uh, sometimes they'll do it and it just if it's easier for them to release them in groups of one and that's when you hear about the veterans going psycho and hurting a bunch of people so uh yeah i'll need you both to lie in the chairs have you guys heard anything about your past 
or anything about what you might have done during your service? No. Good. That's honestly great. If you guys had preconceived notions about what might have happened to you, that's not great. That uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to plug you in and you guys are going to relieve, relive the most recent memory that you had before your memories were wiped. It's almost never a good one. And I'll tell you that right now. I'm being glib about this. I have, I've seen a lot of these Reaper memories and it, I didn't have to live them. So, and it was bad enough just seeing them. I just want you guys to go into this with open eyes and knowing what's about to happen. Not all of your memories are going to come back at once. Your brain is used to not having those memories. So it's used, it's not used to looking for them, to referencing them for information. Your memories will all come back, usually unexpectedly, sometimes as dreams, sometimes as flashbacks in the middle of your day. After this process, take the time you need Take some downtime. Don't fuck around with that. Let your brain recover. Okay? I <clears throat> I had uh, Glades a little bit like flustered and a little panicked. Uh, I talked to um, Geo there and became an agreement that you could erase my memories after this. Oh, she just kind of like narrows her eyes and you can see her like for a minute her eyes flash and her entire body like tenses up. And then almost as if like a dog responding to its owner's body language, you can see the Ned light just kind of and the weapons kind of like tense up for a second. And then she like her eyes flash to Geo, who just kind of like shrugs and points to you. Her eyes narrow and she looks at you. And is that is that what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Were the memories that I'd be getting rid of from before you got your implants? Yeah. That's tricky. It's not impossible. But erasing memories is not exactly my forte so it's possible i might get some that i'm not aiming for and it means that you'll have to tell me exactly what i'm looking for okay um well if you erase memories at what point in time does this happen in the process after recovering my memories oh fuck um will she need a buddy to have her memories erased it would make it safer i'll be that buddy if it makes it safer for Glade, I'll tag along for the ride. Okay, I'm back to liking you again. You didn't like me. I just, I don't like people who make room in their life for shitty people who fuck with them, but you also stand by the people in your life, so I'm on board with that. You're complicated. I like, I like complicated. Um, well, these gentlemen here uh, have an arrangement with me where they get access to that, that most recent memory. Um... But are these memories recorded? How how do they access these memories? I will be recording this, and she kind of like she points to all of her things, and she's like, "I, it all your cybernetic base implant does is translate what your brain is telling your body into code. That's what tells your cybernetic implants what to do when you think something. That's how you can activate your cybernetic implants just by thinking or by doing, by feeling what." That also does is it means that I can take that code and I can translate it into video, audio, what have you. Is Geo standing like right there? Like he, he, he can hear everything we're talking about? Geo and Tal are both in there. My stipulation is that when my memory's recorded, it's only you here that sees it right away. I don't want them here. Done. And you can see Geo just go, well, 
that wasn't quite the deal. And she, she just looks at him and she says, I think the lady just made up her mind, actually. When her memory gets erased, you're not here, okay? You can see Geo just looks like he's going to object and then looks over at the net. Sorry, I meant recovered. Oh, recovered? Yeah. It was first recovered. And she she goes, oh, when it's first recovered. Okay. They do, to be fair, it's, this is going to be a little tricky. That first memory that's recovered, they, they have asked for it specifically. That was their, their price for covering my fee for restoring your memory. That very first memory. I, to be fair, they did ask for lifts specifically. So I can, it'll take a little bit more effort on my part, but yeah, I can, I can try to cut out yours. I can do that for you. Glad nods. They want my brain. Geo, you sneaky fuck. Why do you want my brain? You saw something rather important. And what you saw, and then she goes, hey, hey, shush, shush, shush. I'm not trying to be a dick, dude. But the more you know about your memory, when you go in to relive it, you're going to be reliving it as if you were there. It's going to feel present and in the moment, but part of you knows that it wasn't in the moment. And the more of an expectation you have going into it of what's what you're going to be seeing means that there's going to be more dissonance between what's actually happening and what you think should be happening. Spoilers. That can, it can fuck you up. It can fuck you up very badly. I only tried it once on a guy who thought he knew what he did in the service and it did not end well. Okay. Geo, never mind. I'll talk to you afterwards when I know the answer already. Very good. Now look, about us not being here, uh, that's not what we agreed to. You didn't make any agreements with me. You made an agreement with Glade. And if it's my memory you want, you're going to listen to Glade. She's private. She wears masks. Give her some fucking space, you dick. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, I love Lyft. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can see uh, Geo and Tala look at each other and you can see them like almost seem to have this like unseen conversation before the scribe kind of bursts in and she just says i don't know why you guys are pretending like you have a decision to make it kind of sounds like the decision has already been made i agreed to share with you what i agreed to share with you if they don't want you here while this is happening you're not here while this is happening and then you see the the ned light just kind of take another step forward into the room and you can see them both just kind of raise their hands Gia goes all right all right Thank you, Geo. Of course. We'll be just outside. Holler if you need anything. Okay. They step off and then here I go. Okay. All right, they're gone. Uh, well, if you want to be alone, I feel like you should really have the option. Do you know you said your name was? They're gone. You can come out now. What? Thank you, Dahlia. I was a little suspicious when the... Papillon landed directly after us. They called me in once you guys had landed. Hmm. Thank you. You told me I could do what I want, and I have this strange compulsion to want to protect you. Oh my god. We may still have a massage train. (gasps) The team! Unless, no, Glade, do you want her gone too? I can tell her to fuck off as well. I was actually, but no, Liv, um, I was actually kind of, I was, I was actually talking to Glade. Just, but, uh, but then you said a thing and then I responded to you and then. I intruded. I will turn around and talk to the Ned Led, the colorful Ned Led. But Glade, I know that you protected me for a long time. Now it's my turn. Oh boy. Um, Glade runs her like hand through her hair, looking 
disgruntled and shocked. And she starts pacing back and forth, not knowing what to do. <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can relax a little. And you can remember what you want to remember. And we can have you forget what you want to forget. But you also can do what you want to do. <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I really, really don't think you should be here when I see my memories. I, I really don't think that's a good idea. It, it's for your own safety. If you're worried about safety, we can find people to help us. But I think you'll be okay. Mm. I believe in you, Glade. Fuck. Fuck. Glade gets into the chair. Asteroids. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you climb into the chair and then uh, the scribe comes over and she she reaches under the chair and she holds up like kind of pulls out these restraints and she shows them to you she says based on what you just said <laughs> i'm yes, leaving mommy. it up <laughs> she goes <laughs> <laughs> don't be a tease <laughs> look it's up to you i don't know if you can tell but uh not a big fan of doing things without permission Consent. Nice. Yeah. I mean, kind of a big deal, yeah. I want that as a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I want that as a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. nice. Lyft's graphic. Yeah. Which I, I just, every time Lyft speaks, I just I, see it in cursive. Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally agree. <laughs> <clears throat> um glade's like because okay so just to clarify is there like some like big screen that's gonna show the memories or something like when it's happening like i just want to know if juno would see my memories it does look like there there is a big screen but the way dolly is looking at you you get the sense that like as f sorry I, did, I don't know if i've actually told you her name yet as far as the scribe is uh yeah looking you at you you have you have you i have, have okay amazing this is fucking you're good you're good, you're, good. Brain. you're doing great um I mean, you said her name and I could forgot it the second you said it. Incredible. It's fine. Well, now you know it. So now that Dahlia, her name is out and uh, you you look at her and you get the sense that like, as far as she's concerned, I don't know what's going on, guys. I'm just, I'm as Dahlia's shocked. out and proud. I know what's going shocked. on. Oh Whenever I say words, I'm as shocked as the rest of you. So <laughs> Today's attempts at inclusivity are brought to you by Robitussin. <laughs> yeah, today's attempts at inclusivity are brought to you by like a, a fucking grumpy old white dude. Like I'm trying, guys. I'm so sorry. Sorry, like, please forgive me. You're anyway, so good. I, anyway, uh, here's the deal. Yeah. Um, mm, yes. Her viewing of like this whole process is this is about you two. And mm. so whatever the fuck you two want is the way it's going to be in her mind. And you can you can just tell that like no roles necessary. Like she's made that very clear kind of right from the jump. Okay. So it's like, okay, Juno can stay, but she doesn't s see my memories at any point. Okay. And... Uh, just put the restraints on. Okay. All right. She she puts them on kind of like one at a time. They're very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> they, not, not in like, I understand why you guys think this. Not in like a weird perverted sex way. Not I know like who a, I am. A fuzzy handcuff. 
Okay. It's like it's like a <laughs> like it's fuzzy, but it's like a like a like a considerate fuzzy and not like a <laughs> fuzzy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like a lambskin leather. Cuff yeah, yeah. Fuzzy. It's exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. It's, it's not. This is none of this nylon bullshit. Nano none of this is just like straight nano, up nylon. Yes. Nano, nano lambskin. Nano lambskin. Yes, go. exactly. <laughs> none of this nano nylon bullshit. Yeah. Uh, a little nano lamb actually just runs across the room. Uh, <laughs> 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 Oh my god! It's followed by a house hippo. <laughs> Shout out Canada! Shout out yeah. Canada! Shout out nineties Canada! Yes. Hell yeah! All right, this is uh, so chaotic. Yeah, it's fucking. This is a, this is a whole whole mess of a thing. This is the fever dream. Episode. Canadian content check. Yeah, right. exactly. We should apply for a grant. Where's our fuck fifty thousand dollars? CBC? Huh? Thanks, National Film no. Board. Get on this shit. Except like. Fuck. Both C's when we say it stand for come. It's <laughs> <laughs> and there it's goes fun. our funding. There goes our funding immediately. Already. Um it's fucking back to the deep <laughs> emotional thing that we're trying to do. All right. Uh she puts her strain on you one at a time. Every time she puts one on, she kinda of like stops, checks in with you. Like it's just like this little like like visual check-in. Just like, yeah, cool. Okay, sweet. Puts one on. Puts the next one on until both your hands and both your feet are restrained. You guys can read into that what you want, you sick perverts. No, I'm just saying you're very lovingly and detailed explaining to people how to experiment with bondage play. Like you should guys, teach sex ed. That's what I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> I don't think they said come near enough when I learned sex ed. If I'm being honest, I think Miss Frizzle should. Uh, Miss Frazzle, <laughs> yeah, Miss Frazzle should definitely. <laughs> All right, can't I can't do it. I, Damien, this is on you. We'll we'll do a sex ed uh, version of Clerp and Blurp. Uh, all right, so hmm. she goes to Lift's uh, side and she gestures to the bed. Uh, uh, goodbye, Ned Led. Nah, I'll go to bed too. I guess. What does the Ned Led say? I can't do Microsoft Sam like you can. Goodbye, friend. And it just kind of like raises its gun in a salute. Is <laughs> <laughs> it the nice. Helldiver salute? The <laughs> yeah, yeah, incredible. Super. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go to bed. It, does it look like I have not been paying attention? Lyft. Uh, t- Tom has been paying attention. Lyft has not. Um, does it look like sure. Juno is allowed to be here or should I tell her to fuck off? I leave that up to you because you heard the thing. Like it sounded like, well, actually, was this Tom actually not paying attention? Because fingers are now pointing. Tom was actually paying attention. Okay. Well, then uh, I leave it up to you what Lyft interpreted as what. Okay. Give Juno the big side eye. Lift. Yeah? I think it's important. For who? Well, good question. I am going to stay, if that's okay with you. I don't really give a shit. We have tried to actively work on memory recovery with you in one-on-one sessions. Yeah, cars are like, you know? That was all you, baby. We did figure out cars together. Okay, But I'm not really protective over my past or what I look like or the things I saw. I'm actually actively trying to pursue those things. Glade, on the other hand, very protective. So, uh, my God, let's just do this. Okay. You're staying. Don't look at what here. Take my pocket crackers. (laughs) 
Um, they we, get... I just imagine them completely crushed. Oh yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> fucked. <laughs> they're so fucked. So fucked. Just so um, fine e- excuse me, uh, handcuffed Alia lady. I too need restraints. I brought so many knives onto your ship. Yeah, just no, I saw staggering that is, amount. It is. It's a lot. I'm not not into it. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, here. Let's yeah. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> Thank and you. And she uh, she ties you up. Woohoo! Uh, it's hot. No, I'm just kidding. So she ties you up. Very again, similarly like. Looking at you, making sure it's okay. She starts plugging in uh, a bunch of like cords and stuff. And then to, she starts with you lift and she brushes a bit of hair back, uh, kind of just behind your left ear. And she has a needle. She just says, can you take a deep breath in? <gasps> okay. Exhale. And the minute you, you start exhaling, you feel this prick. <clears throat> and there's this kind of like shiver and this ice cold, like prickly feeling just like spreads throughout your body and your vision kind of blurs for a second. She says, okay, we're good. She does the same with you, Glade. And she, so she does, brushes your hair back. She says, take a deep breath. Glade takes a minute. Take your time. Juno comes forward and offers her hand. Sorry, I just saw Catherine do it. I'm not railroading audience. He looks the other way and takes a deep breath in. <laughs> Huge. Um, she says, okay, exhale. And then immediately there's that same sensation, kind of shivering sensation pops over you. Your eyes unfocus for a second. And when you refocus, you can see the hand is still there. It does nothing. I understand. I understand. Dahlia uh, just kind of pulls out a personal data center and seems to be like looking at a few readouts. This is okay. We've got you both. She walks back around and she hits a button and she says, you guys are going under. Okay. Can you count backwards from 10 for me? Both together? Ten. Nine. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Six. Five. 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 And then... Lift. Asteroids. Nice. Okay, good. Uh, Alex and Catherine... Hi. If you check your phones, you've both been emailed some stats. 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 First Lieutenant Sadar Kanto, you open your eyes. As you've opened your eyes hundreds, hundreds of times before, you see the top of your bunk. As a an officer, a pilot no less, your bunk is much nicer than most of the grunts, uh, but it is still a bunk. This is still the Navy after all. Uh, you get up. You stretch on the mirror in the, the uh, little tiny little vanity that nonetheless betrays that you are an officer as you know you are on a spaceship. Uh, the, the mirror reflects your image back to you and an itinerary pops up. It's relatively short, uh, but it does list a mission briefing urgent with Admiral Colonar Knox and consultant. And you prepare yourself for the the day, rinse your face, get your uniform on. As you're looking at your reflection, there is this weird moment of dissonance because the man looking back at you is not the one you usually see in the mirror, but it is the one you usually see in the mirror, but it's not. And there's this kind of weird moment where present lift is fighting the lift who was experiencing this memory when it occurred. And then you hear a, a voice, you hear Dahlia's voice very quietly just say, this is part of it. This is part of the process. I usually start with a memory or reflection for this reason. Just take a minute here. Make a power check for me. Or sorry, make a sanity check for me. Are we sure it's not power? We are. That's a failure. A failure. Okay. 
take one point of sanity damage. Just, it's okay. It's okay. And then like your, your heart rate elevates for a second and you, you kind of start to panic and your hands grip the sink for a minute and then things kind of stutter and you're just getting ready for your day as usual. Then, uh, put on your uniform and you step out into the common area that you know your squad, your elite squad has set aside for them in the battleship that you guys currently are operating off of. In this common room, it's a combination of like a mess area and a gym. And right now it seems like several of your troopers are, you know, using their their natural strength enhanced by their cybernetics just to see how insanely strong they are. They're bench pressing at the moment. And a, a memory comes back to you of them finally conjoling you into doing it. And you just kind of not even coming close to the uh, to the strongest member of your unit. And uh, as you come out, they yell, come on, LT, come on, LT. It's big lift. It's the big lift. Let's go. I've lifted enough. You did it once. Oh, okay. on, I don't need lift. to be reminded about my scrawny chest. All right. Everything is fine. All right. All right, LT. No, you know what? You've impressed all the lads already. Yeah. I'm impressed. You look amazing. Keep going. Do Hell you yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You hear yeah. that, boys? That's praise from an officer. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and as they, they keep hooting big lift at you, a little realization pops in present lift's mind. That's where the name came from. You see two Reapers that you've been working with for quite a while now. Now, Alex and Catherine... What uh, what are the names of these Reapers? And what's their regional accent? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an opportunity. Flex your flex your acting muscles. Let's go. I gave you guys no warning about this, FYI. Ladies first. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, ha. <laughs> Hell yeah. Knew it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I only got one other accent. <laughs> and it's just a continuation of my actual accent. Hi. <laughs> My name is Dot. What else you need to know, Keeper? What's Dot's uh, specialty as a Reaper? Dot's specialty as a Reaper is... She doesn't, doesn't have to be on that list. You can pick something that's not on that list. Oh, it's okay. Dot's specialty as a Reaper is definitely uh, more snow uh, snaking. She's, she's pretty small for a Reaper, but she's pretty agile, pretty dexterous. And uh, she can kind of infiltrate into spots where she's not generally welcome. All right. Hell yeah. Kind of like a, like a forward scout kind of thing. Absolutely. Tight. Alex. Yeah, good morning there, Lieutenant. Uh, uh, it's uh, Trooper uh, Gord Bacardin here. Uh, or we, I know you said we had to uh, scrub the bulkheads, and we scrubbed the fuck out of those fucking things, right? But uh, some of this shit is rusted on here, right? So I like unless we've got like a electro power washer or some shit like that, she's just not going to come off. Fucking right. And then what's uh, what's Gord's specialty? Uh, yeah. So Gord got hired just like a rifleman, right? Uh, because, uh, you know, just shooting stuff just back like on the farm in, Fucking right. in Nova Saskatchewan there, eh? Hell yeah. Um, just gamer, bud. Uh, Gord mostly shoots stuff. Like fuck potato cannons, you know? Uh, just fucking beauties. Just Come fucking rock potato cannons, fuck shoot squirrels. Absolutely. Fuck, <laughs> uh, yeah, Gord's not really much when for, you know, education or, you know, mental games or whatnot. Didn't have much of those. 
back in new new battleford <laughs> new new battleford new new battleford hell fucking yeah all right the only thing gord really misses is the the bunny hug he had back home oh <laughs> got left behind for uh for our non-canadian audiences a bunny hug is uh also known as a, a hoodie or uh, specifically one of the ones with the, the pouches, the kangaroo pouches yeah, on the front. That's what yeah, that's fucking city folk call it. We fu- all know it's called a bunny hug. Yeah, oh, fucking right, bud. Obviously, you know. <laughs> figure <laughs> right. Fuck, right. Fuck, figure out. I've lived in Canada my whole life, and I've never heard that. Really? Never heard yeah, that? Yeah, never, never heard, heard, heard bunny hug? I, think, I feel like bunny hug is specifically a bunny Saskatchewan thing. It's only a Saskatchewan thing. It's a Saskatchewan thing, yeah. Okay. This is the Canadian portion. Yeah, this is the very Canadian <laughs> how portion. Do you, how oh. do you all like wearing your buddy hugs in your toque? Yeah, just fucking rocking the toque, bud. Just fucking giving her. Holy fuck. It's not a beanie, it's a toque. I to, will fight you. <laughs> if you need some Canadian context, uh, you should watch the show Letterkenny. Yeah. yeah. And this will all or make Shorzy. a lot of sense. Shorzy or Letterkenny. Shorzy or Letterkenny. That's uh, fucking right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We know they don't sponsor the podcast, but here we are. Or Trailer Park Boys is also quite good. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Uh, all right. You see uh, these two Reapers that you frequently work with. I I would say Gordon Dot, you guys know that you have a mission coming up, but you don't know any of the specifics. Uh, you know, the LT might have some information for you. Not In- heading the gym, either of you. I can't say I'm surprised. Gord? Well, fuck me, sir. I've been trying to get this shit off the bulkhead for about three days now, and she's just not fucking coming off. God, so. you keep, you know what the problem is, right? I, you're applying moisture to a metal surface over and over and over again. You're making the rust, you fucking idiot. Sir, it's a controlled atmosphere. With all due fucking respect to your lieutenant, like, you've asked me to get this shit off with a fucking toothbrush. You did it two weeks ago, Gord. I understand that you're a hardworking man. I respect the hell out of that. But you got to stop washing so vigorously. We don't need it to be that clean. No First off, lieutenant, I've never been accused of washing vigorously before. That's just never something that I've ever even heard. So I don't really fucking know what to do with that. Uh, and second off, you know, don't want to be insubordinate here, sir, but you've also given me a somebody from the southern United States who seems to think that moisture is a, a good word, and I disagree. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Far be it for me to assume the difficulties from which you have been hailed, good sir. Uh, do keep at it, and if you find a way to get rid of the rust which you have created, let me know. And I will requisition the appropriate equipment to alleviate your difficulties, sir. Yeah, hard knock on that there, sir. All right. I'll come back with mission deets as soon as I can. Going to go see the Admiral. Dot, anything? Do you realize that you've put me in with this ridiculous person where he thinks that he has to turn off the all of the humidity in the room in order to do whatever the fuck he thinks he's doing? But all my curls and my movement and my dext like i can't i can't move the same way in a dry mm. environment do you understand what this is doing to me as a person as a as a reaper do you mm-hmm. understand that this is just hurting me you're feeling less languid totally get it um <laughs> dot i feel like there's a crossroads that we've come across here that between you and gord gord very dedicated to his job so are you we have to you know merge the minds here like all the homies in the gym eventually you have to lift together to succeed and you know excel beyond and so forth lift i understand that I, i i mean i know i mean i know where you feel the most comfortable and i know that that's a part of the whole 
mystique of you, LT, but I I need to get out. That's my that's my thing. That's my bread and my butter. I need to be snaking around. And you gotta send me <laughs> and you gotta send me on a mission. And I heard that there may be something coming up, but oh, but sir, I just need to know what can I look forward to. I can't help but notice that you have doubled down on the whole desire for moisture thing. Butter moistens bread. I get it. I think you're stretching there, but that's fine. <laughs> I don't really stretch at all. That's your shindig. Moral of the story is this. <laughs> I am going to a meeting right now. We've got a mission coming up. I will I will get you out in the field as soon as I can, I promise. You'll get out there. You can do your whole creepy crawly thing. And then we can get our boy here shooting again. You know, less cleaning. And we're all back at home, safe and sound, doing what we're comfortable with. Is that okay, Dot? Can I go get more information before you go stir-crazy? Yeah, you can get more information. Okay. Where Where is this meeting happening? Nah, probably with the Admiral, wherever he is. I, I haven't really checked. I was just going to wander until I saw the big man. And yeah. you're going to wander to your meeting? As I always do. There is a... Room to contemplate. A kind of a uh, alert goes out. Shit. And over the intercom, it says, uh, First Lieutenant Lift, please report to the bridge. Bridge! First Lieutenant Lift, please report to the bridge with your driver. My driver? And so you go over to one of the doors of the common area, and you knock on it, and it opens. Glade. Sir, what can I do for you? You heard the intercom. I'm running late again. I've lost track of time. I'm cajoling with the homies. Uh, sorry, subordinates. Um, we need to go to the bridge. We have a debriefing with the Admiral. Right away, sir. Thank you. Y- you know, lift is fine. You know, don't need to be so formal. Uh, yeah, follow me. We'll go. Right away, sir. Making our way downtown. <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, make your way to the bridge. Lift, as you see Admiral Knox, there is that weird dissonance again. This time you're more ready for it, so it doesn't doesn't quite uh, shock you. Um, but as you, you walk in, you can see him there alive in the flesh for both the eighth time you've seen him this week and also the first time you've seen him alive in a long time. And so there's this kind of like strange emotional dissonance there and it kind of like stops you in your tracks for a second. And Glade, as you are looking past, uh, are you, as you're, you're you know, kind of entering this this room, you look and you can see in a, in a screen that's been turned off, you can see your reflection and you see the butterfly mask. And there is that moment of dissonance occurring for you. Go ahead and make a sanity check for me, please. Oh, shit. I didn't roll Jesus. the one. Jesus. That is the first one we've got in this podcast. Oh, my right? God. Holy shit. Not, not the very first one. We've, got, we've gotten ones before, but they that's that's a fucking I'm like so huge. sane. You're right so now. sane. It's I actually, you know one. what? Gain a sanity. Gain yeah. a sanity. Woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where'd my pencil go? There it is. <laughs> The panic. <laughs> I like to imagine at this point, like Glade isn't conscious, but Juno had grabbed her hand. Cute. I'm, I mean, I'm going to say no, but that's cute. No, I'm just yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Adorable. That's no. so fucking adorable. Brian coming in like an anti-ship missile. Yeah. <laughs> just destroying the fan art. 
Guys, you gotta create room for the fan fiction. You it's gotta true. leave room for the fan fiction. It's only us writing our own fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anti ship missile is so good. This is what you get and you like it. <laughs> Catherine goes home after a section and just immediately gets onto like whatever yeah the, the fan fiction sites oh god anyway Horror. let's not go into what those are I know, yeah, I, know. I, I was realizing I was going to give too much away <laughs> <laughs> anyway don't google Catherine's name that's what we're getting at uh, anywho's yeah so you you see that the thing that causes the dissonance at first is that it's a butterfly mask it's a different pattern than the one you wear now and at first that causes this sense of like deep unease because you don't recognize the pattern on this butterfly mask. Uh, it does still cover just as much of your face as the the current one does, but then there's this like feeling of comfort, like, and that the thought occurs to you without connection to a, a further memory yet of just being like, oh, I have that one back, and that's this kind of comforting notion, and that's what brings you back to center. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. You guys, you see uh, the Admiral there. He salutes. Return the favor. That's not how... Let's back up. No, no, no. The junior officer starts the salute. The senior officer returns it. Alex, it's 29... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's 2899. You can leave your backward shit, you know, here, maybe... No, nah, yeah, absolutely. It's fine. I don't give a shit. Lord uh, <laughs> will not stand for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we Lord is old school army. <laughs> Lord there. No. Okay. <laughs> let's let's uh let's recap that this so this admiral wearing wheelies, we've established. <laughs> <laughs> he uh yeah, so he uh he salutes you, which is unorthodox. There you happy, Alex. You happy? Uh he starts okay, well Alex is unhappy, which means that I've done my job as a keeper. The <laughs> so he he salutes you and um he uh gestures you over to this uh this big uh screen like kind of table screen and he wheelies around uh to a a control panel for it and he says thank you for coming uh lieutenant sergeant and he he nods at glade as well and he uh he says okay we have the brief on uh your mission from our consultant uh you guys are going to be hitting a cell of the witnesses that has dug in deep, deep in the middle of Shinjitsu. Oh, shit. Fuck. All right. This is... How deep are we talking here? It's... They've set their base of operations up in the middle of a residential complex. All right. And is this quick and quiet, or are we going in a bit more concussively? That's... I'll bring in our consultant. And he, he kind of... You can see... You know the Admiral well enough because you, you've worked with him enough. You have a deep rapport with him. You've seen him nervous a lot. You've seen him like scared in like a battle sense uh, quite a bit. But there is a, a strange terror. It's almost like if you've ever seen like a, like a horse shy away from something that it thinks is a snake, like something that it just does not understand or, or understands on a very deep level. And you can see this is the kind of like the whites of his eyes show and his kind of like his whole body language seems to turn away, but he he gestures forward as this man uh, steps up. Catherine was just making a bunch of gestures at me. It is not a man with a wide-brimmed hat and a scar on his face. <laughs> it's a very, very handsome man. Like, 
diamond cut features, chiseled jaw, Yoder guy is making big dick a swinging. No, no, no. Yeah, we're bringing it all in, guys. Bringing it all in, guys. No, no, no. Uh, A very, very handsome man features sculpted, wearing a blood red suit, and he he steps forward and he says, "Well, hi there, y'all." I'm glad to finally meet you. Lieutenant Lift, I have heard much about your exploits. Uh, thank you, Consultant. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, may I ask what exactly it is you have us doing today? Well, I have a bit of a tickler situation that I would appreciate if you, my compatriots, would help me, help me resolve. And he uh, gestures to the admiral as if the admiral is like an errand boy to pull up the display and uh, a schematic of Shinjitsu a three dimensional schematic of the city of Shinjitsu uh, pops up and he says a terrorist group known as the witnesses has come across some rather sensitive information that I would appreciate being recovered and destroyed before it could be disseminated. Believe me when I say that this information, if released, could threaten the fabric of the United Soul Council's rule over the Promethean Highway. Noted. So you require the information to be destroyed. Yes, yeah, so we need to make sure that it is not only destroyed, but has not been disseminated to any other parties. What happens if we determine that the information has been disseminated? My friend, don't worry about it. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. My team is highly specialized and I care deeply for each and every one of them. We're going to cross the bridge now. What happens if that information has been disseminated? Will it affect me and my team? Make a power check for me with a penalty dice. Yikes. Oh, shit. Success. A success. In fact, almost a hard success. Almost a hard success. Okay, hell yeah. Make it with two penalty dice. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Ah! <laughs> you feel this pressure on your mind as he stares you down and you hear the Admiral say, lift. And then as you look at him, he's looking at you wide-eyed. The Admiral is looking at you wide-eyed, pale and sweaty, and is just slowly shaking his head. I'll nod towards the Admiral. Very well. Out of our control, beyond our scope. You just want the original information dealt with. Yes. I sincerely appreciate your compliance in this matter. And I appreciate that your squad means a lot to you. From my understanding, Glade, a lovely, lovely driver here, has only joined you recently, but has been performing quite well. Sir, thank you, sir. You are quite welcome. We have our eye on you, Sergeant Walker. Very impressive. And you as well, Lieutenant. My success is owed to my team. Of course. We all work together. That's why we're here. My compatriots. My compadres. My friends. Now, let's get into the meat of the mission, shall we? Now that we've... Please do. Soothed any ruffled feathers... I need you to move into this system. Uh, and you guys know that in the ship you guys are on, you are in an adjacent star system. It says, we have captured a uh, civilian ice hauler. You are going to commandeer that vessel. 
you're going to land in the city of Shinjutsu. We will be not but two hours behind you. Your driver is going to bring you to the base of the building that from our intelligence, the witnesses have heavily fortified. You're going to blast your way in. You're going to destroy all the information. And then you're going to evac as quickly as possible. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Now, I want to be clear. They have situated themselves in a heavily populated civilian area, which is unfortunate. But that is not the responsibility of the Navy and should not be considered the responsibility of your team. Your first priority before anything else is to destroy that information and prevent that information from being disseminated to other parties. Am I clear? So civilian casualties are to be anticipated? Unfortunately. Then yes, you're quite clear. Very good. I so love having conversation with friends and compadres that just understand me so well. I'm so lucky to have someone like you in my life, Lift. It's uh, a privilege to serve. Make an intelligence check, Lift. Uh, that's a fail. On a fail, yeah. There's something very familiar about this voice. Can't quite place it. Actually, Glade, go ahead and make an intelligence check for me as well. I think Alex has figured it out, judging by the look on his face. I think I have too, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's a fail. Fail? Okay. For Glade. All right. He says, now, for, I will, we're not going to send very many of you, uh, as from uh, your reputation of your team uh, precedes you. So I think no more than five should be sufficient. Uh, we expect you to face no more than 40 to 60 adversaries. So you should be more than capable of dealing with them by yourself. Very well. Who am I to argue with the intelligence? Indeed. What a good attitude to have. Do I get to choose the members of my team for this assignment? Of course. It's a foregone conclusion that the sergeant will be with us to deliver us to the objective. Do we have any information about the armaments that they possess? From our information, mostly small arms. Noted. And is there a clear path, or has any other form of reconnaissance been performed? Ye of little faith, my friend. And he taps the display, and a building schematic uh, pops up. And you can see there is a... It looks like the building doesn't actually have, like, an elevator. This is in, like, obviously, like, a poorer part of the Shinjutsu city. Um, and it looks like the the command center is at, like, the very top of this building, uh, up, like, a, a set of, of winding stairs that are kind of at the back of the building from the, the building's one of three entrances. All right, but we're entering from the ground floor according to your plan. Yes. We'll make it work. I know the individuals who I wish to take. They're good. Is there anything else, consultant? Hey, I don't want to be a stranger to you. If this goes well, I suspect we will be working much closer together in the future. My name is Michael. Michael Wormwood. I'll let my note takers take their notes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the silence is all the scribbling down. <laughs> Very well, Michael. Hopefully, when this is all said and done, we all leave very happy with the results. I certainly hope so. Best of luck, my compadres. 
I'll look over to the Admiral again just to gauge his pallor. Still seems like kind of pale, uh, forehead sweating, just kind of like wiping at it with a handkerchief and then just gives you a nod. I will smile. He tries to weakly return it for a second, but it falters almost immediately. Michael, you picked a good team. We will do our very best to accomplish this mission within the allotted parameters. Wonderful. Oh, that warms my heart to hear. Anything else? Or uh, may I be dismissed to go rally the troops, as it were? Nothing else. I will send the schematics for your APC through to your driver. Thank you. Admiral, consultant, bridge at large. I'll give a prompt salute and head out. The Admiral salutes you, and just as you're about to leave, he says, we will be, we'll be right behind you, Lift. We'll be right behind you. I know. And I'll walk off. Wait, does her salute and falls behind, Lieutenant? Alrighty. Dot. You overheard all of that. I did. As pleasantries are being exchanged, Dot runs off and hides. She doesn't want to to see her, but she wants to be able to follow closely and behind him once it's safe. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check for me. She fails. It is a spaceship. Uh, it's a big spaceship, uh, but it's a spaceship nonetheless. As you are leaving, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dot just in the middle of the hallway. Um, panic. <laughs> you can see Dot just about to uh, duck into a side corridor. Shit. Dot, get your ass out here. Walk with me. We're moving. LT, yes, LT, sir. What did you hear? You know I could do it. You know I could get in there and nobody would have to die. Dot. You know I could do it. Dot. You know it. I know you're the best choice. Just keep walking with me. We need to make distance. Yes, sir. I know you're excited. I know you're antsy. I know you're the best choice. They don't give a shit about who's the best. They want the job done no matter what the cost is. Do you understand? But I but I could do it, and nobody would have to get hurt, and you could let me go in first? Not. I want... I want you there. As soon as we get back to the mess area, I'll kind of stop and turn about before anyone else takes notice, and I'll just square away with Dot. <laughs> Dot, I want you there. Me. LT. Lift. Big lift. I want you there. I know you're perfect. Nobody really job. calls you Big Lift. You're the, the only one who calls you Big Lift. <laughs> but it's beside the point. Big. I understand this is very intense, Semantics but I just want to be. Aside, I just... <laughs> big Lift, Dot. Okay? Yes, Big Lift. Thank you. Jeez. It's kind of a power trip, but yes, Big Lift. I. <laughs> <laughs> the power lifters are the ones who call me that. I'm sure they do, but... You, uh, you, besides the point. Uh, Dot, I want you there. I, I, I know you're perfect for it. I know that if you do what you do best, we, we might not even have to kill anybody. But there are details that make that very difficult. And if you could see... The way that the Admiral was acting, you know that people are going to die no matter what we want. The people who I bring with me may not be coming back. Do you understand that? I, you know I don't care about coming back. I care about you coming back, Dot. 
That's not what we're here for. That's not why we're reapers. I became a reaper so that no one would know where I came from. Everyone has different motivations. I, I don't really look into why you became one. All I know is that you're a phenomenal person. Our little team, our cohort, are great people. Reapers be fucked. All of us are good at our jobs, but we have lives after this. Lives that I want to see every one of you fulfill. I don't want to throw those lives away simply because you're the best at what you do and I can risk that for any odd purpose, Dot. Dot storms off for just a second and goes into the other room and she grabs Gord by the wrist (laughs) and she drags him back (laughs) in front of you and goes, Gord. Yeah, sir, this is the, this the borderline insubordinate behavior I was talking about, you know? I, 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 it's your fucking platoon here, sir, but, like, this is just a soup sandwich. Well said, Gord. Dot, what the fuck are you doing? Lift, we're your team. We're in it whether you come back or not, whether we come back or not. You've got to, you've got to trust us. You've got to put it in. We're both antsy to leave and do something, something real. And if we can get in there, Gord can handle all the back end. I can sneak in. We can do it in and out. No problem. And then your contingency plan, we can do that. But we can do whatever this fuckhead wormwood guy wants. But you understand that though, right? You understand that, Dot. This isn't coming from the Admiral. This isn't coming from a person who we've trusted before many times with our lives on good intelligence, on, on, on good missions, on good quality of character. This is a consultant. A mm-hmm. consultant for the people who brought us out here on the promise of cybernetics and a good life. Fucking Gord is trying to clean rust off of a ship with fucking water. It's not a good life. It's fun because of the people we know. I'm not willing to sacrifice those people. I have a hard time committing to this. There are many strong individuals on the ship who I could take with me. I know they were specifically asked for the team, so I believe that my hands are bound no matter what I do. Dot Gord Sarge. I'm going to call you Sarge because you prefer the whole hoity-toity shit. You're going to be coming with me as soon, and I do mean as soon, as everything starts to go tits up, you get the fuck out. You rendezvous with Sarge and you leave. As soon. You are particularly observant, Dot, and I'm trusting you with this. I don't want you or Gord getting caught in the crossfire when things will go poorly. We're in a heavily populated civilian district. I can't risk all of you for a mission for a random dude named Michael. What a stupid fucking name, Michael. (laughs) I couldn't agree more, LT. I couldn't agree more. So, sir, are we, you mentioned the mission here. Are we going to have some type of time for battle procedure on this? Or is this just one of those things where we get in this, you know, ABC with a sergeant who never talks? Why is she still wearing a mask anyways? She's more comfortable. None of your fucking business. What she said, good. You know, people are comfortable with different things. Dot likes sneaking around, even though it's fucking cameras everywhere and everyone can see her sneak. They can't always see me sneak. I've figured out a way in the station to sneak around where they can't even see me. On the ship, we see you sneak. You can't prove that. Okay. Gord? 
Yes, uh, anticipate danger close. Bring full gear. I want your full complement of weaponry. Um, prep for close quarters combat. It will get sticky. Dot's going to do her best, but it will get sticky. This is a promise. And I say that because Michael doesn't seem like the type of chap who wants us to get in and out cleanly. I made it very clear to ask about civilian casualties, and he seemed far too exhilarated by the concept that civilians will die in this, and I'm not too into that. So prepare for the worst. Yeah, hard, hard copy, sir. Wonderful. Dot, same to you. I don't like these. Dot. Dot. I think I could do it, but I understand. I know you can do it, but I'm telling you right now, this is not going to be a clean mission. This is going to be a rinse your hands in the sink of your sins type of a mission. Inspiring words, sir. Thank you, God. I'm known for those things. That's why they call me the big lift. Yeah, sir. I don't know if nobody nobody really calls. Get, let, I don't know if it, I was trying to was, tell him earlier, but try, he wouldn't listen. Yeah, but this is your piss poor dress and deportment here, Dot. I mean, that's why you know the officers aren't listening to you, Sarge. I will smother sir? you in your sleep. Both of you. <laughs> Brief break. How attractive is Dot? Like how much? <laughs> Dot is pretty cute. I think Dot is very like very petite, but like. Like real curly red hair and, <laughs> and little button nose and lots of freckles. And uh, yeah, imp- I think pretty cute. All right, Gory goes just beat red. Yeah. Just beat red. Yeah. I'll visit you tonight. Yeah, I'm going to get back to the bulkhead here, sir. It's got to get finished if we're going to go on mission here. Yep, good. I understand you're standing at attention. Go do your thing. Now <laughs> <laughs> um, is neither the time nor the place. Uh, permission to go scrub the bulkhead or whatever you call it. Um, Sarge. Sir. You and me. Dot, fuck off. Before Dot walks off, Glade makes eye contact with her and gives her a knowing wink. Ha, Sarge. Dot, (laughs) fuck off. Don't let the wily charms of the masked woman entice you unless you want to. You know, that's up to you. I don't give a shit. But fuck off for the time being. Go fuck off. She's awfully mysterious. Sir, that's fraternization. There's policies on that. Go on. Go scrub (laughs) the bulkhead. (laughs) Fuck's sake. I just need a moment with the Sarge, okay? Jesus. I don't care what you do. Just fuck off. It's the same chain of command, sir. It's clearly against policy. Go on. Go scrub the bulkhead. Permission to shoot him in the ass. No. We need that ass. Yes, we do. The dot! <laughs> for fuck's sake! You, you hear Gord swallow in the next room. <laughs> he's a country bumpkin. He's uncomfortable with this. Leave him I alone. Think, I think we gotta go. Um, I, I've got... Uh, yeah. Uh, I think somebody's calling me yeah, over here. it's I'm me. Gonna, I'm gonna rent. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. Sarge. Sir. Very important. Very, very important. You're part of the team. You've been doing great. They seem to know that. They have keen interest in you. I, I've got to, I hate to sound cliche. I really do. But shit like this never works out. It doesn't feel right. Things will go bad. Okay? You get them the fuck out as soon as they do. Do you understand? Sir. Good. Glad nods. It would drive me crazy if that bulkhead was never cleaned properly. <laughs> We need to get him back to finish that job. It's been like three months. Insane. 
Sir, permission to speak off the record? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Permission granted. Are, are we actually doing what that shithead Michael said? This is the price of success, Sarge. Unfortunately, our little gung-ho gang here is too good at their jobs. That like him. I agree. God, I hope he never has offspring. He is too handsome for that. He'll probably just, you know, think himself so superior that he never breeds. Which would be for the best. We don't do these missions for the people who ask us to do them. We don't do them for the Michaels of the world. We don't do them from the admirals of the world. We get orders, and no matter where they come from, we do them so that the person standing next to us gets out. Well, then let's do this with zero casualties, sir. Yes, Sarge. That's the idea. But when it goes tits up, you get dot and you get gored. The fuck out of Shinjutsu, do you understand? Sir, yes, sir. Good. Grab your gear. We've got to go hijack an ice freighter, I guess. You get the the text mission brief uh, from the the admiral. Uh, so the ice freighter is waiting in the hangar of the battleship. There is a private message just for you, Lift, <clears throat> from the admiral, and all it is is a a radio frequency. Uh, it's an unofficial one, and it just says for when it gets fucked. I love Dot. If I could kill Juno and can keep Dot, that would be really good. Give Catherine the opportunity to play a Southern Bell and away you go. All right. Uh, I love Gord. Okay. Yeah, fucking Gord. <laughs> yeah, I kill all of your characters just to have Gord around more. going to continue to bitch about how none of this is like the real army. By the way. <laughs> that is going to be Gord's only personality trait. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I've met one or two guys like that in my life. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, I also love Gord. <laughs> I don't know how disorganized and fucked up it is. It could be the Canadian Air Force. <laughs> From what I've heard, it it sounds pretty... It's getting too oh, no, accurate the, the here. The fucked up nature thing, on point. Yeah. <laughs> the all war crimes, the that's fact, Canadian yeah. military history, yeah. baby. Like, we're all... Yeah. Geneva Convention was a fucking checklist in like, World War I. For, for the Canadians, especially. World War yes. was dicey. All now, we just need, a, like, submarines that go down and never come up. Yeah, I think our APC <laughs> should not work. <laughs> you know, you bought it from the Lithuanians, and it just, like, yeah. broke down. Yeah, 100%. Uh, in any case, none of that shit. You guys, you gear up. Um, as so for Gli- lift and glade, uh, your skills, loadouts, everything like that can remain pretty solid. I would say lift, you would have like an assault rifle, like you're not just down to your knives and I would say you'd probably have skill in it as well. Cool. So I'll mark that in a different color of pen. So I know how to delete that later. Yeah, totally. So I would say that uh, you can just put like generic kind of like firearm skill there uh, and we will have it use yeah do you want me to roll for it uh no 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 no. Uh, i'll give you uh 60 30 14 okay oh, damage is 2d6 plus four also glade and lift for the purposes of this mission you both get two attacks per round your movement speed is increased uh so your movement speed uh will now move up to 10 if it wasn't 10 already all of your fighting checks 
will be made assuming your visual combat cortex is always on. Do we get bonus damage? Uh, you do get bonus damage. You're going to get 1d4 at least bonus damage if you didn't already. Uh, that's not to your firearms damage. Yeah, it's just bonus damage combat. Exactly. Uh, so as you guys are gearing up for the mission, all of the Reapers have, like once they kind of have taken their uniforms off, they have what they call the yoke. The yoke is uh, basically a kind of like a, a steel and wire mesh that sits on the back of your neck and it almost seems to be like grafted into your skin and then kind of uh, comes up to the, the base of your skull. When you guys are getting ready to go, you are loaded with the aqua belly. Aqua belli? Alex, you do Latin, right? What's a B-E-L-L-I in Latin? How would that be pronounced? B-E-L-L-I. It's the idea it's like water war. Like yes. Bellum, I think it would be aqua belli. Aqua belli. Thank you. Aqua belli. Once again, classing up the podcast. Yeah, you guys get juiced up with that it is a a substance that's kind of a very dark yellow with lines of pure black kind of like swirling through it and little vials and it is administered uh, very carefully by the ship's doctors it's kind of loaded into that mesh and uh in these like little glass uh, vials that kind of crack and then it seems to like spider out through that mesh and feed into your skin and you just feel like this energized clarity like you're moving twice as fast as usual and and movements what what are you looking at what what are you saying so cocaine yeah oh yeah a little bit a little bit like cocaine yeah for sure a little bit like cocaine Uh, except without the part of cocaine that like fucks you up so more like i guess like amphetamines it's very (laughs) very very amphetamine you guys Get into the ice hauler. You make your jump. Sorry, go ahead. Gord's is just monster energy drink. It is just monster energy drink. That's exactly it. This is how we used to do it. (laughs) Fucking right, bud. So the fifth member of your your crew, Lyft, uh, what's his name? His or her name? Sidebar, I full on thought I was going to be Doug. (laughs) I was like, no! It's all connected. Let's say... (laughs) Can't find the media literacy, everybody. (laughs) The fifth member of the team will be Tracy. Tracy. As Tracy, he, him, or she, her, or Or they, they, them. them. I'm going to go ahead and say Tracy is they, them. Tracy, they, them. Okay. Thank you. Hell yeah. Can Tracy, can they be your heavy, your heavy gunner? Yes, sir. All right. Hell yeah. You guys get into the, the ice hauler. You make your jump, and as you are making the jump, you can see you are orbiting the star, and you can see the this battleship. It's actually a battle cruiser, uh, so it's a light patrol that you guys are traveling with. Admiral Colonar Knox has handpicked you guys specifically. Your primary purpose, this like light patrol, is kind of smashing terrorist cells. So there's this this phrase that comes through your mind which is that uh you guys are too good at your jobs to be wasted fighting the tide but the memory of what that is doesn't resurface right away anyway the as you, you can see, you are preparing to jump you can see uh, as the, the ice hauler is kind of connecting to its small puny gate you can see the the battle cruiser connecting to its huge puny gate which you know just kind of like completely surrounds the entire ship uh, and dwarfs your ice hauler the puny gate alone as they are also preparing to jump just hours behind you you jump into the damasu system as you jump into the system the star is it is a not all right it's not all right it's the, <laughs> hell yeah uh, 
We did it. We did it, guys. We did it. We did it. The star is an orange, like a, an orange light star. Uh, so like Earth's, like I think it's K-class. But on the orange spectrum, it t- tends towards red. And there is a strange red pulse to it that almost seems to like draw your eye. You, your eye keeps being drawn back to it unwittingly and you can't. And it's just this like almost strange psychological phenomenon that you're able to overcome relatively quickly when you jump into the system. You turn your ship away and you start heading towards the planet Kakusoreda that Shinjutsu is based on. Break atmosphere and you land. The map glade for you comes up. You begin driving through the city. The APC is not a subtle machine. What is your plan of attack here? Um, stop four blocks out. No, scratch that six blocks out. We're going to let Dot go ahead. Sir, I, I won't let you down. I know you won't, Dot. Just remember, it's not about the mission today, right? It's what we always are about. It's about the person beside you, okay? You're beside all of us. Get mm-hmm. yourself out if things get hairy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. So, a few key things. We're expecting heavy resistance. We do have a good team to deal with it en masse if we were all there, but if you get caught alone, you're fucked. Quiet is key. If you can, try and access the roof in any which way possible. That is where our target relies. It's at the top floor of this building. Resistance is going to be heaviest at the bottom where the main entry is. Get to the top if you can. If not, find another way for us to get in. This vehicle is too fucking obvious for anyone other than the Sarge and for Tracy. Tracy is going to be our main point of contact on the main floor and clear the way of all hostiles when we are trying to exfiltrate and infiltrate. Do you understand, Tracy? Sir, yes, sir. Great. Gord, I want you on the building across the street. You'll be leaving with Dot. Heading out early, finding a good spot where you can set up and do your thing. If you have an opportunity, please set up explosives along the road and outside, while avoiding civilian casualties, if and at all possible. I will be going in the main entryway once we arrive with Tracy. Sarge, you're on driving duty. Make sure everyone gets out safe. Do you not want me entering with you, Lieutenant? She could be useful. Sir, if I may, I will say, Sarge, you're badass with a rifle, but we might need her at the wheel. That's what I was thinking. With Tracy covering the entrance, with Gord covering the windows from a higher vantage point, and with Dot going in and scouting things out ahead, I should be able to clear my way through and make my way upstairs and deal with the objective. Respectfully, I'm just going to sit in the car? No, you'll be covering Tracy. You know that the APC does have like a cannon mounted on top of it that you can control with your cybernetics. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty dope. You'll be covering Tracy. Leah's in now. Cannon? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Moral Um, of the story is this. You may have noticed I'm deploying all of you in such a way other than you, Tracy. Unfortunately, your nature has the better of you here, where you're all more or less tucked away. Shit will go sideways. It always does. Well, when we're working with consultants, it always does. So, this time, be extra prepared for it. Dot, I swear, the first sign. Get the fuck out. Do you understand? I understand. Good. Gord, you see anything, you're on comms. You let us know right away. Do you understand? Yes, Lieutenant. And I'm not too worried about the resistance within. Keep your eyes peeled for things beyond our scope. Sarge, make sure the vehicle is ready to go. You actually have the most important job of all of this. You are more or less the trigger man for getting away while... Some of us are still intact. If you have the chance to save even one of us, 
make it happen. Sir, yes, sir. Good. We all know our roles. Six blocks out. Dot. Gord. Head off. Go find your targets. Stay subtle. Cake yourselves in grime and shit. We're in a slum. Want to fit in. We will move forward when we get the signal of all clear. And then it's more of a smash and grab from that point on. Dot leans down and grabs some dirt off of the ground. Stands up and then hits it onto Gord's head. It's worth noting you guys are in like Reaper battle kit, which is <laughs> not yeah. not subtle. I imagine you could. Pull, she like, still does it. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying, yeah, something something to bear in mind. Something to bear in mind. Yeah. There's a little gram for you. Nothing you're not used to. Yeah, sir. Respectfully, I don't think the camouflage approach is necessarily going to work here. Probably eh? not. Use the back alleys then, but move quick. I know you can. Yeah, Axer. Okay. As soon as you're in position, Gord. As soon as you're in position, Dot. Dot messages Gord. Gord messages us. We're there in a heartbeat. Sorry, yes, sir. Good shit. Let's do it. Everyone gets out. Gord uh, reaches over um, and unhooks the latch on the APC door. Uh, opens it just a crack kind of pokes his head out and then just pushes it all the way up into this desolated fucking street with like dead carcasses of various animals and like a barrel fire and then like some type of shadow just flits somewhere away uh, and he takes one look at it and goes uh yeah fucking uh after you there milady eh? gladly uh, as you step out into the street, and Shinjitsu, uh, known for their production of actual like live protein, which is you know livestock, cattle, that kind of thing, this part of the city, uh, as Alex endowed it with now, is is like the where a lot of that butchery occurs, and where a lot of the like wastage ends up just kind of getting like piled before it gets you know reprocessed into manure and stuff like that. So the smell is is pretty significant. However. Uh, for that reason, there's not a lot of people to witness you as you move into the more populated area that the uh, the witnesses bases. Uh, both of you guys go ahead and make a stealth check. Uh, both of you can do it with a bonus dice. Oh, fuck. Good thing. Very good thing. Uh, hard success. Hard success. Okay. I don't have a stealth skill. Uh, use your brawl skill for it. Uh, that is hard success. Hard success. Hard success uh, for both of you guys. You make it in. You can, as you guys are, are are kind of like sneaking up. You move into like the more populated area, and it's easy enough for you. Like you know, reapers can move as fast as a lot of cars most of the time. Uh, so you guys can move like blindingly fast, cover to cover, that kind of thing. When you're you're moving into the more populated areas to these kind of like trained gunmen it becomes very clear to you you know the difference between kind of like random refuse and rubble in the road and fortifications and around the building that you know is your target you can see it has been like deliberately fortified with like concrete barricades um so lt this situation already isn't looking great they know i mean somebody's really holed up here you can actually patch him through to your optics here Take a look. What do you think, Sarge? Can we punch through that? Punch hard, punch fast. Should be no problem, Dot. We'll keep moving. Thanks for the intel. Sir, yes, sir. How you doing, Gord? 
Yeah, 3-1 Bravo here. Just a reminder on the voice procedure for everybody using names over the net's not professional Jesus besides that. Christ. <laughs> God. We've been over this. Fuck. All righty, Corncob. You got it. God damn it, Duff. For the last time, I told you we don't fucking grow corn in New Saskatchewan. It's wheat and canola up there, all right? <laughs> God. <laughs> Get in position. Provide Overwatch. Uh, yeah, Gord, I swear acting. to God, I'm going to kick your ass after this mission. Shut up. See, that's the type of leadership Once again, I was hoping for from the non-commissioned office corps. And I'm glad to be finally getting it. <laughs> Thank you, Sarge. But reminder, we need that ass. Um, why yes, does everyone keep saying that? Do. <laughs> you guys are way too horny. We just need to... Let's just go. Come on. Let's Tracy. Yeah. You're right, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, you've been around long enough to know that this is the procedure. We keep God's ass safe no matter what the cost. <laughs> Thank it's you precious. for grounding us, Trace. Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm 3 going 1 in. Bravo in position. Jeez. Thank you, God. Uh, Gord, as you, you move up the previous building, could you make a spot hidden check for me, please? Oof. That's a fumble. Okay. Fumble. You're good. You make it up to the uh, the top of the building, the opposite building, uh, to the, the target. Uh, All call signs appears clear. All right. Thank you, Gord. Dot, what are you doing? Dot kind of looks at the barricades around and kind of moves her way around the building to try and find an entry point. Does she find one? Uh, yeah. So there are, it looks like there's, there's a main entryway that's kind of facing the street. Let's say, let's say the main entrance is facing North, mm-hmm. which is the street side on the East and West sides of the building. There are entrances and there is no entrance on the South side of the, be- uh, the building. Alrighty. The South side of the building is where the staircase that leads up to the top is. The South side. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our staircase is there. We're coming in from the northwest? Uh, you would be, yes, you'd be coming in from the northwest. Okay, so our barricade is there, our barricade is there. Okay, I slip in through the, I kind of move around back, and probably slip in through the west entrance. Okay, make a spot hidden check for me, please. What am I using for spot hidden? Uh, spot hidden. Intelligence or education? Let's say use intelligence. Uh, that's a hard success. Hard success. As you're going, trying to go into the, the west entrance, you can see just above the door, there is what looks like a security camera installed. It seems to be active. Gord, I have an active security camera west side of the building. Can you help me? Uh, yeah. One sec. I got to wait for a guard to move over the east side. And he looks for the guard to move over. And he's going to try to take uh, one shot with the rifle to take the security cam. Okay. Go ahead and make... Your firearms check. That is a four. Hell yeah. So that is an extreme success. So. That ass. That's why we need that ass, that's dude. That's why we need it's that ass. the right body position. You <laughs> <laughs> the right and then no matter what that position it. is, you squeeze your cheeks. That's Here's how it. I'm pulling the trigger, actually. It's just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so with Gord's fucking dumpy uh, <laughs> in the correct position... Yeah, there is this little <laughs> cough of sound from, I'm presuming, your suppressed rifle. Um, Please, yes. Yeah. And, no, no, it's a Barrett 50 cal. No, it's actually, it's yeah. an enlouded rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a muzzle break on it. It's yeah. fucking, like, so loud. Um, no, the, the security camera, you can just see shatter. Thank you, darling. Good job, team. Keep moving. Dot moves in. 
Okay, go ahead and make a uh, stealth check for me. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> this is really oh, yeah. making me feel like we are an elite team. Yeah. Like, Good. I yeah, feel yeah. very elite right now. It's going to go so badly in a second here. Sweet. Dot, kind of quick as a flash, uh, you make your way over to the door. Uh, you manage to open it, kind of peek inside, uh, and you can see... There are, it looks like about six guys in this portion of the hallway that you can see, all armed with assault rifles. Uh, They don't seem to be at, like, high alert yet, necessarily. Although you can see one putting his hand up to an earpiece and just kind of, like, listening. What's Dot doing? Would it be reasonable to think that Lyft would have uh, collected shiny rocks prior to his memory loss? Oh, yeah. Okay. What skill would I have to roll to throw something at somebody or throw a rock? I believe Alex put it the best in a previous episode where he said, Swimming. if only there was a skill yeah. <laughs> specifically for... Uh, it is the throw skill. Yeah, but you gave me strength, con, size, power, dex, education, intelligence, and sanity. Yeah. Use education. Yeah, use education. No. Education. Uh, I'd rather not use education. <laughs> we'll say uh, use the uh, PEW skill for throw for you. Okay. What are you trying to throw? There's six people. They're all in close proximity to each other. Can they all see each other? Yeah. There's And there's a door on the other side. I'm on the west side. There's a door at the on the east side. Correct. And what there's... Yeah, no, never mind. Yep, sorry. There's a door on the other side. Yep, you got it. And there's a door on the north side. Correct. Are any of them open? Uh, Not from what you can see, no. I throw a rock straight at the east entrance. It is a big building. I would say with with Reaper, like a Reaper throw, you could do it. Uh, Usually I would put a penalty dice on the, just because of the the length of this throw, but... Is it just one open room? Are there any corners or anything? No, no, it's, it's, it's corridors. So basically there are like two corridors. So you can't see the north entrance. This is like a big apartment building that we're looking at, right? Okay. So you you can't see the north entrance from where, you at, where you're at. I would say you, sure, you can see the east door, but it's like in the distance. Okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. Does that change your plan at all? I just, I want them looking in the other direction. So if it doesn't go straight to the east door, if it if it does some kind of like ricochet off of places, so then people start looking in the other direction, that's all I'm looking for. Gotcha. You're pulling a Last of Us game mechanic kind of maneuver. Yeah, or you throw the brick or the bottle or whatever. Yeah. Must have been the wind. No, it must have been the wind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how people work. Go ahead and make a, uh, a throw check. They're NPCs. NPCs this are NPCs. The, and it's the Nano Reagan podcast. We, uh, we've established true. this. It's fine. Uh, Oh, that's a failure. A failure. Okay, I'll let you push the roll if you would like. However, if you fail, they instantly spot you. So what happens if I fail? Do I get to know that before I decide? I just told you. If you fail, they instantly spot you. (laughs) Ah. Okay. um, Okay, let's push. Oh, these are bad stats, dude. I succeed. I succeed. (laughs) Okay. You, the rock kind of like whizzes past them. Maybe one or two in this group of six are quick enough to even register that something just whizzed past them before it bangs. As Uh, soon as it hits something, I'm running up the stairwell. 
they're between... Okay, wait. No, sorry. You did, Okay. The stairwell is in the middle of the building. You don't have access to the stairwell from where you are. Oh, I thought you said it was on the south side. Yes, I did say it's on the south side, but there is no door on the south side. Okay. There's a door on the east side, the west side, and the north side. And the stairwell is exterior or interior? To interior. The interior. Interior. How does one access the interior stairwell from the ground floor? There is a, uh, there is a like, interior door that will... So there are two corridors that uh, lead to the where the stairwell is, essentially. There's the main corridor that comes down from the main entrance, and then there are the two corridors that come from the east and west sides. Uh, so you would have to run past these guys to get to the stairwell. They are between you and the stairwell that leads up. That being said, there are rooms off to the sides. You can get into the building easily enough. Okay, get me into the building and into that west, that southwest room. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Dead. No problem. Deal. Yeah, you're in there. Nobody's in the stairwell that I can tell, that I can see, uh, that I can hear. As you were running in, you could see there was the the six guys on this team were kind of like had whipped around all their guns up. And you can see in the distance, it looks like there's another team of six on the other door, on the east side door, who are also now whipped around and focused in this direction. And you've managed to make it. And you can kind of hear one of the guys, the guy with his, his hand to his, his uh, earpiece, yell out like, we've lost a camera and there's movement inside, movement inside. Okay, I'm running. Running Shit. to the stairwell, running up. Shit. Through the guys? Well, I'm in the side room. Okay. <laughs> Change my map. I, I drew a map based on what you said. <laughs> this is tricky. Change my map. Yes. Okay, well, you drew a doorway <laughs> to the stairwell. In. You said there was a doorway. Uh, that's true. I did. Uh, I didn't say from the southwest room. I said from the corridor, but that's okay. Corridor room. <laughs> Do you have a complex interpretation of inside space that you want to represent over an audio medium? We can help. Call us at the stars aren't all right. <laughs> I do believe it was an episode or two ago where Catherine gave a physical description of the space. It was no, it was, it was two episodes ago, yeah. and you ship. described the ship. Yeah, and you actually described the the physical space of it. And I was like, that's the only time a space has been accurately described on this podcast. It's not my strength. It's not my strength, guys. I'm I'm ble- I'm gifted in other ways. I'll tell you what. There's not a door into it, but there is one of those like windows that's like you know, and like they have in schools where there's like the grating. There's like two planes of grass the glass and there's like the metal yeah. kind of shit. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. You know, there's like the wire and the glass. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. There's like the fucking shit. And you know, Brian has signaled that there's been a touchdown, a foul ball, uh, <laughs> and taxied an airplane in, in trying to describe what the fuck is going on. I'm not great at describing physical spaces. Okay. We play theater of the mind for a goddamn reason. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Actually, it would be better. I should just, just draw out shit on a grid. So so there's at least like a window that I can... You can try. You can try to barrel. Tell through. me how I get to the stairwell. You'd have to go back out into the hallway. Uh, it's the easy way. You could try to break through this window, but it would take like some fucking doing. Oh, I just... I'm putting myself in such terrible situations. Yep. Yeah. That's Dot. That's, yeah. that's classic Dot. We've had classic. nine. This is the ninth episode we've had with Dot, right? I so just like presume that I still have the feed from her from her uh, optic implant. Yeah, for sure. Lift. Uh, I see the shit going down. All right, we need noise, and we need noise now, or otherwise Dot's fucked. Uh, Sir, I can make noise. Sarge, drive us in there and start firing that turret at the front of the building. We need to drive everyone out to the front. Tracy, get ready to provide covering fire should Dot need a quick 
exfil. Fuck yeah. LT. I'm going to go right in the front as soon as the doors open. Got it. On your mark. And we're going now. Support feels like a warm hug. All right. Gord, get ready to lay down Overwatch, preferably on individuals at the top of the building so that we meet less resistance as we break in hard and fast. Gord. Jesus you Christ. You said we Gord. were using names. I'm, just, I'm using... This is what you guys wanted. <laughs> Gord, for the love of God, do what I say. Fuck's uh, sake. Glade, go ahead and make a drive check with a bonus dice. Actually, make with two bonus dice. God damn. It's a 15. Hard success. Hard success. Hell yeah. Dot and Gord, you guys just hear this roaring engine as Clay just whips the APC like it's like a freaking race car kind of around a corner, just Tokyo drifting style as the cannon is also like staying tracked in the same uh, direction, the same plane of movement that the uh, the APC is moving, smashes through these concrete barricades because this is a big, heavily armored uh, machine and just comes like screeching to a halt right outside the doors. Now, instead of going to initiative and kind of going through combat, because I think that'll slow us down a lot, what I'm going to do is I'm basically just going to go around the table and we're just going to kind of do this like cinematically. So, Glade, we'll start with you. You have like smashed through these barricades. You have your consciousness is kind of split between driving the vehicle and you driving an APC, like a naval APC, is not exactly the same. Like there are physical controls there, but it's mostly you plug in your cybernetics and you are driving this thing with your brain essentially. So you can you your vision is is this kind of like expanded thing where you can actually see a 360 degrees around the the APC because of the cameras and you also have the turret uh, so your your consciousness is kind of split between like this kind of 360 awareness around the APC and also targeting the turret at the same time what are you doing so I broke through a barrier broke through the barrier no problem broke through a barrier is the door to get out of it like at the back on the side there are basically exits on both sides of the APC and at the back as well I guess where are you guys situated where are you going to hop out Whatever side is closest to the northern door. You said you guys were coming from the northwest. We'll say it's on the right. How about the right-hand side? Or I will be helping out the right-hand side. Tracy will be providing covering fire from the other exit. Okay. Well, I will, like, once I break through, I'll screech the car to a stop with it wherever lift is getting out to face directly to the door. Sure. And if I see any enemies, I'll start shooting them with a turret. If not, I'm just going to blow down the door. Totally. And you you can see uh, some guys, you, uh, like they, they're kind of immediately highlighted in your HUD, just kind of rushing towards the door, uh, just like hearing the sound. Your cannon just lights up, all the cameras blur out for a second, and then the doors are gone, and there is just this red smear that was these guys in the, the front hallway of the building. Lift, the doorway opens, or the door to the APC opens. You dive out, Tracy with you. Uh, you hear glass breaking above you and uh, on several floors several like combatants lean out and just start opening fire at you. Glade, you, you can see them all tagged on your HUD. Gord, you as well. What are you doing, Gord? Gord just methodically uh, moving from the back of the building towards the front um, making sure that the people furthest away from where the field of fire, like where the, the devastation is happening, are being taken care of first so that there's converging fields of fire and um, driving everybody into a kill zone kind of at the center of the building. By the book. Um, 
you can just hear this like well actually you can't hear anything because i'm assuming you still your suppressor on your your rifle as you look up lift you can just see some of the guys in the corner just there's this puff of red mist and they just start dropping out at the same time gord is also saying see i was kind of thinking it was a waste of resources to have an nco drive in the apc but now i see it was a pretty good idea Tracy uh, steps out and just goes, shut the fuck up, Gord. This is my favorite part. And unslings their uh, minigun. And then in that center of the, the field of fire, just aiming up at the top of the building, just spools it up and just leads this like this line of fire that just like sets the front of the building almost a flame uh just with like the the sheer volume of, of bullets that are like traveling that way dot you can just hear like screaming like shit the, the whole bottom floor team is down the whole bottom floor team is down fuck 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 hold the stairwell hold the stairwell <laughs> good job trace that's my cue and i start to uh, take off uh out of the room into the stairwell and up the stairwell and i draw my rifle Okay, you encounter, uh, it looks like, as you you are entering, um, there are, like, five or six guys who who started to spot you, and they started to shoot at you. Uh, Are you just, like, returning fire? Yeah, let's return fire. Hell yeah. Reaper. Reaper. Uh, That's an extreme success. Extreme success. I got a nine. (laughs) We saved all of our fucking (laughs) roles for not our character. (laughs) Meanwhile, Piotr can't put his fucking pants on without taking sanity damage. (laughs) (laughs) Elite team. Hell yeah. You, um, admittedly, we are not an elite team normally. So as as Dot is like kind of blurring up the stairs, or um, your HUD isolates these muzzle flashes, and then there's this kind of like syringe uh, entering your veins, kind of feeling as like your blood runs cold, but in almost like this pleasant way. And then just easy as pie, your rifle feeling like it weighs nothing, and just pulling up, trigger pull feeling like nothing, just. And those muscle flashes disappear. They are no longer a problem. You continue up the stairs. Lift. You are in the door. Yeah. There is another team of, of uh, it looks like, six who were kind of, like, surprised uh, as Dot had kind of rushed past. And they, they turn and they start opening up on you. I will use the magazine in my rifle. Uh, and just fire away at the team, for starters, using, obviously, my optical array. Hell yeah. Firearms check, bonus dice. I that's not great, but we have a bonus dice. That's much better. So success. On a success, yeah. you manage to like easily you take out half the team, Tracy stepping in behind you, and they're just like take out the rest. And they're like pushing forward. They're like, okay. LT, I think Dot's on her way up. Good stuff. I'll haul ass after Dot, and if my magazine is empty, I'm just going to flip the rifle around and hold it a bit like a baseball bat, so the first person I see, I just crank them on the head. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, going back to Gord, Gord, as you are are picking off all these people, and there are people like shooting at the, uh, the APC, you look up at the top of the building, and you see a team run out with a rocket launcher, and they are, uh, one of them uh, sets it down and the other, you know, loads it in, helps the guy get it up as they, they start to approach. How many people in the team? Uh, there are two. Two guys in the team. Uh, two person AT team on the roof taken out now. That goes over the radio. Uh, and I'll take first shot at the one who is holding the launcher. Okay. Firearms check. Oof. You have an optical array. 
Yeah, it's so make okay. a make a bonus. Bonus, bonus dice, yeah. Oof. That's a fail. That's a fail. Gord doesn't fucking miss. Let's be clear. So you call that out on the radio. You sight your rifle, and then your audio HUD just, like, notifies you. There's this kind of, like, alert that spins around behind you. The door to the roof bursts open. That failed spot hidden check. An enemy fire team runs on to the roof. You are totally exposed. They all raise their rifles. I'm going to make some firearms checks against like you. Like, onto his roof? Yeah. They also had people in the building opposite. That was the failed spot hidden check. All Gord says on the radio is, Fuck! Contact! Bill in the northeast! Did did Gord just say contact? I I can go back down. Gord, you gotta get out of there. I, we got somebody to take you out of there. You gotta get down. The radio comes on and blocks the channel for a little bit, and you just hear gunfire and Gord going, Fuck! 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 I made six firearms checks. Four were successes. One was an extreme success. <laughs> Over the radio, there is this chatter of gunfire, and then Gord's radio goes silent, and you get a little alert at the bottom of your HUD of Gord's heart line just flatlining. You hear Tracy go, you mother, you motherfuckers, and then you can see Tracy switch the magazine. They have like a backpack magazine, and they switch it to armor-piercing rounds, and they just start like from the stairwell just lighting up the entire fucking building Tracy Tracy you're fuck on next motherfucker. Tracy fuck them all Tracy you're on next Phil keep your eyes peeled dots coming down Sarge light up the top of the building with the turret I don't want any of those fuckers getting out and I don't want anyone finding God's body you hear me oh, you're sorry. Sarge sorry. yeah you're sorry. Sarge yeah, yeah. <laughs> ranks are tough <laughs> Sorry, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I I need you to level the building with your turret. Which one? The building that Gord was on. Sorry, yes, sir. In my turret at the building that... Uh... This is presumably after you used your turret to kill the rocket launcher that was, uh, you know, threatening... Yes. Oh, if they're... Yes, if they're yeah, on there. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Failed a shot, unfortunately. The building, as you, you just kind of go uh, left to right across the building, uh, methodically, you can just see all the, like, the structural supports... Uh, start to collapse. The building collapses. Your HUD, not knowing how to distinguish important loud human noises from what you might not want to hear, you hear the screams of the people inside as the building collapses. Dust, a cloud of dust, much higher than the APC, just stretches out, blasts through the doors of the building that you guys are in, and shoots up the stairwell as reapers. You guys are unaffected. So you're saying we have cover? You have all the cover you might need. Over the radio. Dot, get the fuck back down into the truck right now. But I... I... Dot, get the fuck back down. And I'm going to drop my rifle and take out two long knives and use the dust to run up the stairs. All right. Dot, make a listen check with a bonus dice for me, please. Listen would be intelligence? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, success. Success. You hear uh, two voices. Uh, one just going, what, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? It's like, well, we, we, we need to. We need to do this. They can't, they can't get through us, man. They can't get through us. If we use that shit, we're no better than they are. Yeah, but we, this is more important. It's like, you can't control them once you call them in. It's not, it's not up to us anymore, man. Just, just hold the door. 
Just hold the fucking door. Lift. Something's going on. Uh, something big's going to happen, and I can I can just tell. I can hear them talking about it. i got to stop them. And some of us, some of us don't have lives to go back to. Belay that. Get back in the fucking truck. I'm right behind you. Please. What's you, Dot doing? She's going to push through. Dot, Dot, just tell me where to shoot. Bursts through the door of the top level of the building. And you see there's one guy kind of right in front of you with a knife in his hand. And uh, the other hand is is kind of like smeared against the wall. And as you look at him, he drops the knife and pulls a pistol and aims it right at you. Go ahead and make your firearms check with your bonus dice. Can I make a dex and try and grab his arm instead? Uh, yeah, you can, for okay. sure. Uh, success. Success? Yeah. You, you managed to push his arm to the side. What are you doing? You gotta stop. This is... What we're doing here, it's not going to help anybody, and the people have already died. And you know what? We can take us and we're safe. We can be okay, but you don't got to do this. He just looks at you, and he gets, you realize, you have this moment of realization, he can't see your facial expression because of the mask that the Reapers wear and the modulated voice that is specifically designed to dehumanize the Reaper's voice takes any of the persuasion that you might have made out of your your offer and you see him as you push it aside the hand aside he can't fight you he just goes you have no idea what the fuck is at stake here and he bends his elbow pushes the gun back towards his head and shoots himself as his blood hits the wall your, your vision tracks to it and you can see all down the corridor these strange sigils and shapes that he is drawn with his own blood. And as his blood hits them, the shape seemed to pulse and then be sucked into the, the wall itself. I've never seen anything like this. Over, over the radio, it's just, Dot, get the fuck out, please, leave. Uh, Dot starts to back up. She She's never seen anything like this. As you back out the doorway... You can see all of the corners, the corners of the wall, the corner at the, where the, the wall meets the ceiling, where the, the wall meets the floor, seem to like pulse a little bit and, and almost like they're breathing. And then as you step out from this corridor into this stairwell, you see this pulsing energy come from the corner of it. And all of a sudden, there's this strange, almost paw that seems to emerge from it with these claws that almost seem to quiver like like tentacles themselves, but they have like the density of bone, but the less, they're like claws that have the dexterity of tongues. And then another hand kind of comes uh, out. Are you guys seeing this? this is, Don't I, get the fuck out. Gord, Gord, are you seeing this? As you are focused on that, one, you feel something clamp on your feet. <laughs> As Dot. from beneath you, another grabs you and you didn't notice it was also coming out. And then from the corner of the doorway, it pulls you in and you feel compressed. LT, I can't move. LT. Dot. You and Tracy are running up the stairs and you see the last thing you see is Dot seeming to disappear into the corner where the doorframe meets the wall. Her face purple and compressed as if she's being squished into an impossibly small space. Her mask cracks, like smashes off, and you see her face go wide 
as her skull just bursts like a melon and disappears inside. Lieutenant, what's going on? What are we doing? Keep that turret going. Tracy, get back to the fucking truck. Why'd you follow me? You're an exfil. You're my exfil, LT. Then watch me come out the building. I'm either coming out a window or I'm coming out the main floor. Be ready in the truck. I want you seated in there and you tell the Sarge to pull away as soon as you get eyes on me. Do you understand that? That's a hard copy, LT. Get down there. Copy. Copy. Get out safe. And Tracy... Always. ...goes down to cover your exit. This isn't even the floor where the mission is, is it? It is. I'm going to look for any sort of information. As you enter this floor, you see the, the man's corpse who shot himself. There's this kind of rending noise behind you from the stairwell. So you can see all of the the corners, all of the lines seeming to pulse as these hands are starting to come through. And you can hear screams from further within the building as it seems like this is not the only place this is happening. Shit. Do I see anything in here that could be an explosive? Sir, uh, just what we brought with us. All right, Tracy, get the fuck out. Um, shortest distance down, you'll survive the jump. Jump out the window, go. Sir. And then you hear that... That this rending noise as you you uh, enter and you can see the hands kind of grab the side as this quadrupedal creature seems to almost ooze into uh, view and just shimmers its entire body. Is there room for Tracy to make it to a window? Tracy is is not with you at the moment, as far as you're you're aware. Can can we can I see what Lieutenant's seeing? Is he sharing your? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. What the fuck? What the fuck? Sarge, light up the building. Tracy should be on the main floor. Light up the building. Do it. Sir, yes, sir. Ah! You can see some of the the rounds seeming to hit this creature, and it's part of its bottom half almost seems to like blow apart for a second and then shimmer and reform as it kind of takes another step towards you and. And this bulbous head just opens at seven different crack-like crevices, all at different lengths. And this maw opens. Do I see anything in its mouth? Absolutely nothing. No light can penetrate. It is a darkness so complete that it seems hungry. I throw a grenade in there. Go ahead and make a throw check for me. With a bonus dice, obviously. That is... I spend four luck to make it an extreme success. The grenade disappears into its mouth and it kind of stumbles for a second and then explodes. And all of its matter seems to quiver in the air for a second before collapsing onto a single point and dropping into dust. Sarge, level the building. Level the whole building. I'm coming out the window. Where's... Where's Tracy? um, You got incoming. You got incoming. You look to your side... And you can see from where another doorframe was kind of meeting the wall, another one of these creatures is leaping through, grabs you lift and punches you through the wall and lands on top of you. This maw kind of like opening to accept you. And then all of a sudden you just hear, you fucking motherfucker. As uh, high velocity rounds just tear through it, it whips around and then uh, you can see 
uh, it kind of releases you and you can see Tracy standing there in the door or in the, the this new doorway that has been smashed through with your body just unloading their fucking minigun into this creature as it leaps into the fire, seemingly unaffected, envelops Tracy and then pulls them towards another corner. And you can see Tracy just being like pulled through. And the last thing you see is the arm just kind of breaking before the fingers themselves burst as it seems like all of the blood in the body has been like pushed forcefully into the hand before they disappear forever. Lieutenant, get out of there! You find yourself in a room that was full of blinking screens. It was full of computers that were holding, obviously, some very important information. Almost all of them have been destroyed by the fire that you guys have rained on this building, except for one. There is a video that's playing, and at the bottom of the video, there's a little watermark. It says Gate City Admin. And it is a a body cam footage video. And you can see an assault rifle prodding forward. It looks like a group of, of four people. And you can hear audio start to come through as you stand up, maybe a little bit shell-shocked from these events. And the audio is just... Come on. Come on. There's a transit in ten minutes. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. It's pushing forward four bound figures. And they, they just seem like they're shivering. They don't really seem to understand what's going on through a dark hallway that present lift knows all too well. The video cuts and all of a sudden they're in a chamber and it's this kind of steel grating over dark water with a wide staircase that seems to lead down into the water itself. And the four figures are there. And you can hear the figure with the assault rifle just say, Kneel, kneel, face the water, face the water. And there is this shimmering in the water itself. Then it's still. Water shimmers again. And then, fast as lightning, a tendril of this black writhing muscular matter just comes out and attaches itself to the wall on one side and then another tendril to the other as this writhing black mass pulls itself out of the water the video itself starts to stutter and shake and then all across the entity that you are witnessing it looks like eyes start to open human eyes Another tendril, like, lashes out and engulfs one of the people's heads. The person, you can hear muffled screaming, and then it releases as they fall back. The body cam tracking down, you can see missing eyes, red missing eyes. As the person is shuddering and shaking, and this repeats itself three more times. And then the person with the assault rifle, the barrel clearly shaking. Okay. Energy acquired. Go for gate transit. The angel has been fed. The angel has been fed. GC admin? Okay. Administering orders now. And the creature kind of starts shuddering and shaking. And then from its tendrils, angry red lines start to form. Cracks in the fabric of reality. reality itself shatters the video into nothing 
and you just hear a voice in your ear say, Well, now that's unfortunate. Thank you for finding that out for me, Lieutenant. And you look down at your wrist, and the channel that the Admiral gave you is blinking. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on. I'll turn on the Admiral's channel. He's, he's going to glass the city. He's going to glass the city. Lift, get the fuck out of there. Sarge, get the fuck out. Go. What about you? I'll catch up. Go. How, how the fuck are you going to catch up? I'm not leaving. I... I'm as fast as a car. Go, please. You'll get a head start. Go. They're going to glass the city. Get to the ship. Go. Lift. Get in the fucking APC. You can make the jump. Come on. Am I in the room where Dot died? You are on the same floor that Dot died, yes. And Tracy? And Tracy. Go, Sarge. I'll catch up. That's an order. Go. I want to look to see if any of their Tracy, Dot, real quick, dog tags, anything. For Dot, nothing. For Tracy, Tracy was one of the few Reapers who had been born planetside. Not primary. Born on a, a desert planet. Mostly known for mining, that kind of thing. Always carried a tiny, shiny rock. I'm going to go grab it. As quick as I can. And then leap out the window and run after Sarge. Who had, I presume, disobeyed your order to leave. Yeah. Shit. Sorry if I stole your thunder there. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still there. I'm jumping out the window. The APC roars. Blade drives as you have never driven before. In that 360 degree inhuman awareness, you see the fire come down like the wrath of God just as you break the city limits. And it seems as if the earth itself bucks and heaves like the waves of the ocean. And your last memory is of the earth rolling towards you like a tide. Glade and lift, both unconscious. Lift, your last memory is Admiral Kolinar his face covered in soot, pulling you from wreckage, looking down at your body, this red ruin, your armor, totally destroyed, pulling you into this shuttle and just hooking you up to this auto dock. Just saying, please don't die, please don't die. You can see Glade, her mask almost completely burned away, lying there, and maybe there's a thought of like going to save her but as you try to get your body to move it's just not listening just straight up not listening to you and you can see Kolinar standing over her and obviously thinking and then he turns to the ship and he waves and the the doors close and you lose sight of Glade there's a f- sensation of lifting and you're out and that is the end of your memory Glade really quick hmm? because yes. I was watching through his feed would I have seen that video as well? Yes. Now, Glade, mm-hmm. that's not where your memory ends. Oh, no. You wake up to bright light. Too bright light, that's really. That's never a good sign. <laughs> Soft sheets and a too clean smell of disinfectant as you are in the med bay of the battle cruiser. 
who you recognize as a a political officer, uh, one of the officer corps who is specifically tasked with creating propaganda and recruitment, is standing over you. You notice that your wrists are restrained and your legs. He says, Sergeant, or should I say, the most recent recipient of the United Soul Council Navy's Medal of Valor for going above and beyond. You have no idea how your actions today have fortified the strength of our Navy. And then he points to the screen up on the wall and he presses a button and an ad starts playing and it just says terrorists attack Shinjutsu. And there is this a whole song and dance about how terrorists seized an energy weapon and discharged it at brave reapers who were just trying to save the civilian population and managed to glass the city. But the reapers not only resisted them, but then went in to try to save any survivors that they could, themselves taking casualties in the process. And there's a video of you being pulled from the wreckage with your face completely uncovered. Being broadcast throughout the entire Promethean Highway. I feel like Glade just lets out like a blood-curdling scream. And that's where we'll end tonight's episode. Thanks for making it this far. This podcast is edited, mixed, and mastered by me, Brian Gashgarian. All the music in the podcast is composed by me. Special thanks to Carlin and our now good friend Damien for their voiceover work, and to Alex, Leah, Tom, and Catherine for lending me their talent for this. You can find us on Insta, TikTok, and Twitch at The Stars Aren't All Right, or on Twitter at TSAA Podcast. As a reward for making it to the end, I would like to remind you that the Bombardier Beetle can spray a hot and noxious chemical mixture from its abdomen to deter predators. Most of all, thanks to you for listening, and we'll see you next time. 